Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. paid $3,500 to stage this attack and drag Chicago's reputation through the mud in the process. Yeah, we have evidence that we have the check that uh, he used to pay them. So the $3,500. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. America, let me just tell you something. Is that uh, Do not commit crimes with checks. <laughs> Come on, man. You cannot, if you're gonna break the law, do not write a check. Hey, get cash, man. Justin. You wasted all that damn time and money. You know what you should have did? What's that? Just went up in Liam Neeson's neighborhood. Should have solved all your best problems. You are fake too. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Very fake. I can't believe that someone will have so much like hate in their heart. Gang free over here. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And we are uh, we're on the air. We'll see for how long. Of course, <laughs> I had my own live stream scare earlier this week, which I'll explain momentarily. I'm told through the chat and through my own observation on YouTube that Steven Crowder's stream has just been taken yeah. offline due to streaming the Oscars or some other such nonsense. YouTube as a place where you can go live and do what you want may uh, be a thing of the past. We'll see. But we're on the air for now. I hope they get that figured out. That's kind of crazy. There were 36,000 people watching it when live I Live chat says 40,000. Yeah. It. I mean, this was like that's biggest stream there is on YouTube by a mile. He's so streaming YouTube. on Facebook right now, though. Oh, so you can go check that. Well, don't, but don't do that. <laughs> we'll we'll put a little stream in the corner of Stephen Crowder's stream, so we'll watch him watching the Oscars down down low. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, if you prefer to see that live, uh, we're available on demand too. So, anyway, there's a lot to talk about tonight because the news rests for nobody. Bernie Sanders, he's running for president. So we'll take a look at his announcement. The rest of the Democrats want his left flank, apparently. So they're going to endorse reparations for slavery. This new, new Democratic policies. And, um, and Kirsten Gillibrand is neck and neck, according to the polling, with Amy Klobuchar for most forgettable <laughs> candidate. We got a great, we had Klobuchar earlier, remember, with those rap stars on stage. Klobuchar, superstar. That was pretty bad, but uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, I can't even say her name. She's back with a new entry. now that Klobuchar has eaten egg salad with a comb, I remember who she is. Is there footage of that? Or is it just, that's the allegation? it's, It's an allegation. Right, that she's mean to her staff and they made her. Like Hillary mean to her staff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you heard it in the intro there. The Chicago police give us the full details of the Jesse Smollett hoax, but Jesse disputes the allegations. We'll take a look at that. A member of the Coast Guard is arrested under suspicion of white nationalist terrorist plotting. And former RNC chair Michael Steele says Trump approves of such things. Trump was cheering for this guy, but kind of bummed to see his plot foiled. Although, looking at the details, I'm unclear about what the plot is. Yeah. This story is kind of odd. Two ISIS brides. Hey, speaking of terrorism, two ISIS brides, one from the UK and one from the US, have had a change of heart. And they would like to come back to the West. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll listen to their pleas. This week was a woke week for the ages, since we now know that Trump trying to end global homosexuality criminalization is actually racist. And we learned what a biologically female penis is. Oh, yeah. And by extension, a biologically male vagina, two of, two of which are real things in, I don't know, Wakanda, real life Wakanda, woke land, whatever you want to call it. Uh, former CBS News correspondent Laura Logan rips into left-wing media bias in a podcast interview. We'll play a clip of that. It turns out, of course, as we've known on this show for a long time, hoax hate isn't just for Jesse Smollett <laughs> or Chicago, even though the bit is kind of played out. People were joking with me. Dude, it's on CNN now. Like, hoax hate is mainstream. You need to get a new bit. Well, yeah. I can't. It's everyone's favorite uh, favorite bit. And there's a case every week, this week from San Francisco. So we'll take a look at that before we're out of here. By the way, I heard Tucker use the term hoax hate. I was like, mm. it's over. But I feel like we, we're obligated to keep covering this. I mean, yeah, I do I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on it. I think the people who are telling me that are like sort of tongue in cheek. I don't think they're serious, but maybe I mean, sometimes things run their course. The thing is, I'll, the jury's still out on whether this has run its course. I'm really curious to see what the post Smollett world will look like. Mm -hmm. Like hoax hate to me is noteworthy, but the media embrace of it that is to say the way that they enable people to make these types of hoaxes right. is the second key part of that story just because someone... they'll continue doing it yeah that's the question will will they cover for smollett or for people like smollett in the future or will perhaps there be a critical eye going forward that's the question but he was we'll... telling the truth about a larger problem that really does exist of course yeah we have so <laughs> many examples so much evidence yeah We'll take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs uh, in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thanks for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for supporting the show on mattchristensenmedia.com. And thanks for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. If you would like to take the show on the go in an audio format, find those linked in the description, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. Got uh, some artwork to get through before we hop into the topics. Apparently, uh, Michael Schlecht was having a, a bit of fun at your expense <laughs> due to, I guess, connectivity problems or yeah. connection problems last week, but... There's Blonde looking at a, night, a Netgear Nighthawk, which I happen to know what that is because I have one. It's right down here by really? my is right knee. Really? Is it crappy? Knee. No, it's excellent. Oh. It's a fantastic router. I'd highly recommend it. Oh, the router <laughs> beneath it is my router. Oh, that's the crappy one. Yeah. That's the one that, I don't know. That's a photo from your house, I thought. Isn't that your actual router? Yeah, totally. Although I did go outside the other day and I saw my Great Pyrenees chewing on one of the cables. That's, it's probably that dog's fault. Yeah, yeah I bet it is. He's a good uh, boy, though. 
Travis has me at a firing line from all the Silicon Valley giants of the world. Although I'm kind of firing lining myself off of these platforms yeah. uh, preemptively. Just Patreon. That's all. Just Patreon. But YouTube had um, a scare this week, which I want to speak about in a minute. Uh, a, a scare to which Garrick uh, references with this artwork. It's suspected that maybe someone of a Holtian type was behind this type of move. I'm not making specific accusations because I have no idea who did this. But clearly somebody is trying to punish my channel uh, with malicious intent. That's me receiving the email in question. Uh, this was fantastic from Zach. This is a picture of uh, a recruitment poster for, I guess, my quasi-military force, the guards, the guardsmen, or I'm a guardsman, whatever, but you can help me out by uh, checking out the videos and the streams and checking out the website and all that. That's pretty cool artwork. So thank you, Zach. Jamie, uh, of course, tonight is uh, Oscars night. So in uh, some kind of bizarre alternative world, we get uh, best original screenplay at the Oscars. That's a pretty good shop. She even That's made Halle bad. Berry's body white for me. I always is well now I'm unclear. I thought Jamie was a guy, but I don't know. What? I, I'm in email correspondence with Jamie frequently, so I don't but I don't know oh, if Jamie's sorry. I don't know if Jamie's male or female. I guess he or she will clarify <laughs> when I get an email about this later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh remember Daniel last week had that controversial piece of art where I said, uh man, I don't think he actually or I thought he had shopped the the Muslim look on you, but you're like, oh, I did that myself. No, I so did I, that, yeah. Yeah. Well, he said, since you seemed underwhelmed, I figured I'd get you a new one where we're both, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're both members of the Islamic State. The one on the updated. left is shopped, though. The one on yes. the right. Yeah, both of us on the left are shopped, for sure. White Sharia now. <laughs> it's the silver lining. <laughs> um. Real quick on uh, meetups, because we do have listener meetups going along. Steven in Houston sent me this. We had a meetup in Houston. Oh, that's so cool. So, so that looks very fun. Oh, look, and then he's wearing Mike, one of our shirts, too. I know. He's even got the T-shirt. Nice. And then uh, Michael Schlecht down in, uh, well, he, now he's in Chicago, the Chicago area. He was in Denver and organized the first one there, helped to organize it. And so we had a a pretty good turnout at the Chicago meeting, too. You got a whole back row of guys there that are kind of hiding. There's a chick. There's one solo female, as far as I can tell. So thanks for holding it down in Chicago. Um, If you are interested, of course, in meeting other listeners in your area, we've got links in the description to help you out. There's a sign-up form for your contact information and a spreadsheet of all the contacts. And if you do have one of these cool meetups that we're very happy to see and you'd like to share a picture on the show, I should say, send us a picture and we'll, we'll share it for you. That's so super cool. Do you know how many people are signed up? Last I checked, which it's been, I don't know, a few days or a week, there were over 600, like 650, <gasps> something really? like that. Yeah. That is so, so exciting. A, a lot of people meeting new people wow. and forming friendships and building community, especially, I, I'm especially happy to see this in places like Chicago, where I assume maybe the dominant political worldviews are a little more yeah. uh, contrary to your viewpoint than in other places. So, uh, so find the links in the description if you'd like to get in on that. I did want to update everybody on the stream scare that happened to me on Tuesday. So Tuesday night, I get uh, this email from YouTube that says, uh, hey, Matt, we found a video on your channel of the Chicago kidnapping. Remember the Chicago kidnapping? Yeah, it was like two years two ago. Two years ago. Turns out I had a copy of the stream the original stream because remember the chicago kidnapping was streamed to facebook i had a copy of that 
unlisted on my channel. If you're unfamiliar with what that means, it's posted to YouTube like any other video, but unlisted is, is a, a, a form of privacy, basically. You can only access and watch the video if you have the link. It doesn't show up on a channel. It doesn't show up in searches or anything like that. What I did two years ago is I made a video talking about the Chicago kidnapping, and I linked the stream footage unlisted. So you had to click it and go look. So that accounted for a total of 92 views on my channel. Just a piece of reference, newsworthy reference, 92 views in two years. I get this email from YouTube that says, hey, that violates our community guidelines. Uh, As part of getting a community guideline strike, your streaming will be revoked for three months. Needless to say, I was um, not very happy about that piece of information. So I immediately started emailing and I found my way to a chat agent with YouTube because YouTube's gigantic. You might think established channels have a a, a point of contact. Some of them do. I don't. It's like just trying to, it's like any of us trying to talk to people at YouTube. You're going to get just links to their policies and, and, I don't know. I got a bunch of automated responses from certain email addresses, but I finally found my way to a chat agent. And she said, we reviewed the video. It is in violation of our community guidelines. The strike stands. And I said, well, hold on a minute. I go to team YouTube's Twitter page. You've been revising these policies right now. You've got a tweet that says starting February 25th, AKA tomorrow, Monday, we're going to have a, a new policy whereby if your, your first strike just gets you a warning. And I said, fine, I don't care. I'll delete the video. Can I at least get the benefit of the policy? I, by the way, have one of the more popular Sunday night streams on your entire website. What do you, what do you, not tonight, not because of Steven Crowder, (laughs) but but what what bugs me is like, listen, I've earned you a lot of money and been very loyal to your platform over years you think we can work something out? I get no it. No benefit you, of the doubt for you. You've decided this material is too extreme for you. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'll delete it. But can we do something a little less harsh than a three-month ban, considering this is a beneficial arrangement for both of us? She said, no, it stands, because it happened before the, the 25th. So I was irate. I went on Twitter. And I started hitting up Team YouTube. And they said, yeah, yeah, we'll take a look at it. Then later I log in and the guideline strike is, has disappeared and my live streaming is restored, but nobody said anything to me. No notification, no contact, no explanation about what changed or why. So uh, the, the context for all of this is that YouTube is ramping up its community guidelines enforcement. They've announced new policy. They've announced new strategy. Whatever happened here, I was the victim of somebody combing my channel looking for supposedly offending material and flagging it as a means to get this stream and other material unavailable for what our a listeners. sad loser. Can you imagine yeah. how depressing your life has to be to be like, ooh, I'm going to report this unlisted video so that he that's has the, live streaming revoked. That's the only way anyone could even find it. You'd have to find not only my original video talking about the incident, which is two years old, but you'd have to comb through the description to find the link. Don't they get, have some clause in the terms about something being newsworthy or in the news? I don't know. I'm not an expert, but you would. That's the thing. Is like it's not video of me doing the torturing. It's it's newsworthy footage. But I get it. They yeah. have to draw a line. They don't want like ISIS uh, videos and stuff on their platform. Fine, it's your platform. But as somebody who's been helping you build it, can we at least have some communication and maybe some 
a fair standard here. No, but it got but lifted. <laughs> it did, and I'll speak to more. I'll speak about that more in a moment because the the other piece of context here is YouTube is now basically saying that controversial comments on your channel will be sufficient for either channel takedowns or channel punishment or demonetization. The context for this is there are pedophiles supposedly communicating in comment sections of videos with children in them. This is leading Disney, Epic Games, and AT&T to start boycotting YouTube advertising. This doesn't apply to us, though. Uh, well, it, here's how it could apply to us is because there's this channel um, from, what's this lady's name? Jessica Bollinger. She runs a family vlogging channel. She basically vlogs what her kids are doing. And she notes on Twitter this week that all of her videos have been demonetized because YouTube did this massive sweep of millions of videos. They terminated over 400 channels. They've reported illegal pedophile comments to law enforcement. Jessica Bollinger is like, what's the deal? I just run a family-friendly YouTube channel vlogging yeah. my family. In, in reply, Team YouTube says, hi there. For reference, over the past few days, we've taken a number of actions to better protect the YouTube community from content that endangers minors. Here's a tweet from Philly D to explain it. They just link Philly D. But they said, with regard to the actions we've taken, even if your video is suitable for advertisers, inappropriate comments could result in your video receiving limited or no ads. Let us know if you have any questions. What they I'm don't getting, care about kids. This is just so they can get racist. That's really what this is about. I, it could. I don't know. I have no idea what the motive is. All I'm saying is we live in a YouTube context now where the the standard for community guidelines is restricted so there's opportunity for people to get you flagged that way we now live in a youtube world where comments on your video might be sufficient for channel termination or at bare minimum channel demonetization but you know yeah. that doesn't matter as much to us anymore anyway the point is that it's never been easier to do the type of targeted rating to get channels taken down than it is apparently now so it, it would be wise to have a backup plan. A lot of people were asking me about this. If my channel got banned, the stream got banned, right. what would we do? Uh, so starting Wednesday, I, I could have tested it tonight, but I haven't tested the tech yet, and I didn't want to gamble a Sunday night stream on untested tech. But starting Wednesday with the call-in show, I will uh, test a system that allows us to simultaneously stream to YouTube and stream me. So this is not going to change anything about the current YouTube broadcast. If you like your YouTube, you can keep your YouTube until they ban <laughs> us. But you can also remember, you can also watch the stream after the fact on demand over on BitChute if you'd prefer to watch over there. And then yep. I'm going to set it up so we have it on StreamMe as well. On both platforms, it's ML Christensen. So bitshoot.com slash ML Christensen or stream.me slash ML Christensen. They're both linked in the description if you want to check those out. And if you're like me, like I, I probably won't move off of YouTube for my consumption exclusively at least. But people you really want to follow, people whose content you really enjoy, even if you don't intend to watch it elsewhere at the moment, go sign up on those other platforms yeah. and, and just subscribe just in case. You never know what can happen because YouTube has set the precedent this week. They might just ban my stream on a moment's notice because of some two-year-old video. It's really annoying because they lull us into a sense of complacency by not doing this crap for a little while. Yeah. And then they pull something like this and we're like, oh, yeah, we're never safe on this platform. Yeah. And thanks for taking 30% of our super chat money. Yeah, th but that's what really grinds my gears is that, listen, we've we've been earning you money per the 
advertising that you rarely give us anyway, and per the super chat arrangement to which yeah. we consent, by the way, we've earned you lots of money and lots of users on the platform. Yeah. And you and you apparently don't seem to care about that. Anyway, I don't I don't want to bitch about this anymore. But the point is, you know, if you want to follow, if you want to be sure to have stuff that you enjoy on YouTube or elsewhere, follow those people on other platforms. And if all else fails for us in particular, check out the website mattchristiansonmedia.com for any updates about potential bannings if and or when they happen. That's it on that front, though. Let's get into the Democrats running for president because it got much more interesting. Not that this was uh, a surprise. I think everybody thought Bernie Sanders. surprised. I don't really? know. Yeah, I, I joked that he might. Happen. I joked he might die on the campaign trail, which yeah. I seriously think might happen. Like I'm, I'm half joking. Oh yeah, and then we were talking about if anybody else has died in the camp campaign trail, and we forgot about uh, Robert Kennedy. And people in the comments oh. of our video were so <laughs> pissed about our lack of historical well, knowledge. But that's, I mean, to be fair. I'm not talking about assassination. I'm talking about like dying of natural causes. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I, my, my fear about Bernie Sanders is not that he'll be assassinated. No, I, I am surprised, though, because he's so old. And, and I thought that uh, because he got screwed by Democrats that he was going to be like, I'm out because I'm, I'm not of the establishment. But he totally is. Well, he's back in it, and he announced on Tuesday morning with a Twitter video and some news interviews that he's back uh, running again. Let's check out his announcement video real quick. Here's Bernie Sanders. Real change never takes place from the top on down, but always from the bottom on up. Bernie Sanders' healthcare for all idea is gaining steam. Free tuition champion, Senator Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders added, the greatest threat to national security is climate change. The future of our planet is at stake. Bernie Sanders has been consistent hammering about income inequality. Nobody in America works 40 hours a week, should be living in poverty. Our economy is rigged. We have a campaign finance system which is corrupt. Jobs and education not jails and incarceration. We are not going to retreat on women's rights. Sanders pushing a bold agenda to protecting DACA recipients and comprehensive immigration reform. You don't rip little children away from the arms of their mother. A major announcement from Amazon. Amazon will raise its minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. 350,000 workers, thousands of workers at Disney World will get raises. It's a victory for Bernie Sanders. It's a victory for all workers. Brothers and sisters, we have a lot of work in front of us. If we are prepared to stand together, there is no end to what the great people of our nation can accomplish. Hmm. You know what grinds my gears the most about this? What's that? Well, he's talking about a bottom-up approach and then yeah. goes into a bunch of ways that we can make the government bigger. Also, he yeah. was totally screwed by the establishment, so this pan the irony of this pandering is not lost yeah. on Yeah. It's the one thing about Bernie Sanders I can't wrap my mind around. It's like, all right, even if I grant your premise that certain things are under unjust control, why is your answer more centralized control? Right, right. The economy is rigged. So make it more centralized so yeah. it can't be rigged. That makes it easier to rig. What are you talking about? And how can he uh, talk about anything being rigged after this DNC debacle? I'm surprised he's crazy. even running under that party name again. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, uh, he, he said no American who works 40 hours a week should be living in poverty. I just did the math because I was curious. A minimum wage job at 40 hours a week earns you $15,000 a year before taxes. That's above the federal poverty line for a single person. Maybe don't be irresponsible and have children on minimum wage would be my response to that proposal. Uh, it's not a lot of money, but then again, should minimum wage be a lot of money? Isn't that the point that it's a baseline starting point? Or how about why don't you work to become a more skilled laborer? Sure. He he does. Uh, he takes credit for the Amazon wage increase. I looked into this a little bit. It's not the whole picture. As the Washington Post reports, Amazon did raise its minimum wage for its fulfillment centers, return centers, and other sites. But to pay for this, the company simultaneously took away performance-based bonuses and stock grants. So many workers told the Post, the New York Times, and the Huffington Post that they will make less money under the new rules than they did before. Right. They also hired fewer people, which is what always happens. Yeah. Uh, as far as the fundraising, though, the fundraising response for Bernie Sanders is incredible. He, uh, as the Politico's reporting, he crushes the Democratic field in first day in the first day money race. Took in six million dollars from more than two hundred twenty thousand donors in the twenty four hours after his announcement, according to yeah. Sanders' campaign. Supporters gave six hundred thousand that will recur monthly, so he's going to be just fine financially. For comparison, Kamala Harris. Raised a million and a half dollars 24 hours after announcing. In her case, Elizabeth Warren, $300,000 24 hours after announcing her exploratory committee back on New Year's Eve. Amy Klobuchar raised a million dollars in her, in her first 48 hours, which is shocking. That's shocking. To me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shockingly high. No right. word yet on if Bernie is going to give his fair share of his campaign donations sure to will, right? these other candidates. Yeah. I, I, I find this funny, and I, I saw some political pages talking about this this week but imagine giving your money to a dinosaur politician so that he can help the poor instead of just giving your money directly to charities to help right. the poor or to the poor themselves but we're going to give all our money to this guy so he can help the downtrodden rather than doing that ourselves because some guy controlling everything from dc is apparently the way to solve this but hey bernie's making money and he's polling pretty well Polling data from Real Clear Politics here show, uh, aggregate polling data show that um, he is currently polling behind. Well, I guess should be fair. A lot of these are they're older, so it's not post the announcement in all cases. But generally speaking, he's polling behind Biden, who of course is not even in the race yet, yeah. and ahead of Harris. So Biden's at about twenty eight, Sanders about seventeen. Harris at 10.3. The rest of these Democrats who are declared and are way, way, way behind should be a little worried, I think. So should the party, I think, for a guy who's not even in the race yet to be leading. Right. That's a little damning to me. I'm kind of proud of our predictions, though. You said Biden and Bernie, didn't you? And I said Kamala Harris, and those are the people that are pulling us. I mean, I think, it, I think it's a fairly easy call in, I guess in given so. the field so far the one wild card would be michelle obama if she jumped in if she jumped into the race it's going to shake everything up she might pull first yeah. for all i know i don't she's not very likable she doesn't have any uh, experience although i suppose that doesn't matter very much yeah anyway uh so it looks like we're gonna have you know plenty of uh i, I presume bernie sanders will probably be in it for the long haul if not maybe even the nominee outright we'll see how this works out you know who will not be the nominee is Kirsten Gillibrand. 
if you even remember her name, which I don't. The only reason I have I can say it is because it's on my notes in front of me here. Oh, I remember indelible on my hippocampus yeah. is that horrible pandering preacher speech that she gave. That's right. Yeah. God. Gillibrand was at an Iowa City restaurant called Airliner on Monday night campaigning. Simultaneously, there was a weekly Bible study event going on with some University of Iowa students. So while Gillibrand was speaking with prospective voters, this student's name is Hannah Kinney, and she sort of approaches Gillibrand. And maybe Gillibrand assumes that she would like to speak with the candidate. No, um, no, excuse me, miss. I'm just looking for ranch dressing, which is just (laughs) beyond you. I don't know who you are, and I don't care. I just need ranch dressing. Here's how this went down. I don't think you should back away from the bold ideas that the, 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 the base and the grassroots care about. Sorry, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm just trying sorry. to get some ranch. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't think you back I want to see ranch dressing in the polling, too, because I bet ranch dressing polls ahead of <laughs> Kirsten Gillibrand. Almost guaranteed. Uh, good for her. That's, uh, I don't know. Am am I overstating it? That seems hugely embarrassing to me. Like this is going to stick with her more than any other moment of her campaign. I bet. Any opportunity for average citizens to make, to make these candidates feel like they're as unimportant as they actually are should be seized. This is a great moment in America. This ranch girl has already become somewhat of a meme. She's been profiled in like the Washington Post and a bunch of other publications. It'll probably be the most memorable thing about Gillibrand's campaign because as I I predicted, I don't think she's going to win a single state. I'll be surprised. Remember like, um, remember Ken Bone back in 2016, the red sweater guy who asked to, he became kind of a, he became kind of a meme of the campaign. That's kind of what ranch girl will be. I hope people don't dig up her sexual reddits remember that happened to him oh did i i don't even remember that yeah it was uh. something something pervy got unearthed he became a target of that's how it always goes someone has momentary fame destroy them yeah yeah, yeah. uh speaking of which uh well i don't that was the that was a botched transition uh okay you'll get it I'm, next I'm, time i'm just bud. moving on i'm just moving on i thought i could maybe move on from botched transition and make a tranny joke but even that escapes me <laughs> Anyways, as I said, the uh, at least a couple of other Democrats are aiming for Sanders' left flank, at least on some issues, namely the issue of reparations, which now, I guess, is a mainstream Democratic Party position, at least to the extent that Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren embrace this idea. If you're unfamiliar with the term, reparations refers to the act of paying black people today to atone or uh, to ju- to do do good by slavery in the past. That is to say, we enslaved your people, so here's a pile of money. Kamala Harris is descendant of uh, Jamaicans and Indians. Like, what, what's her angle here? Um. Well, Pandering, let's see what she says because she on the Breakfast Club podcast that we referenced last week when she was discussing her white husband. Apparently on that show, she agreed with the host's suggestion that government reparations for black Americans are necessary to address the legacies of slavery and discrimination. She confirmed this stance in a statement to the New York Times. Where'd my thing go? I lost my article. Thanks, Uh computer. Give it a second. Okay, my computer's just freaking out. Anyway. We'll uh, we'll move away from that. She says to the New York Times, we have 
we have to be honest that people in this country do not start from the same place or have access to the same opportunities. I'm serious about taking an approach that would change policies and structures and make real investment in black communities. What a uh, stupid premise. Of course, people don't start with the same opportunities, but the same could be said of, of baseline intelligence. Do you want to have reparations for people with low IQ too? No. What are you talking about? People have different abilities. They, they start in different places. We can't, yeah. we can't correct that. Freedom and equality of outcome are inherent uh, opponents. You can't have these two things simultaneously. But I guess to be fair, I guess she's talking about equality of opportunity, but I just reject the premise. Like name an opportunity in this country that is systemically unavailable to black people, to black as, people. You, as you claim. I mean, we've had the highest office has been occupied by a black guy for eight years. To, right. to claim that, that there's systemic denial of opportunity to black people, I would actually argue the opposite, much the exactly, same as yeah. women in STEM. There's so many, like you see the diversity recruitment all over. It's like bonus points for minorities, right. e minorities of equal quality. Exactly. Like they'll, if you're black, they'll adjust your SAT score upward to get into an yeah. Ivy League school. If you're Asian, they'll, they'll adjust it downward. So I don't know what she's talking about. Uh, this isn't a quality of opportunity. It's preferential treatment and opportunity. Mm. We need to do more of that. Is that what she's saying here? This is just pandering. Elizabeth Warren says she supports the same premise, but uh, or the same proposal, but did not give additional details to the New York Times. Mm. But she has supported, uh, quote, special home buying assistance to residents of communities that were adversely affected by redlining. She has also called for this free childcare program that in theory would strongly benefit minority communities. My question beyond just the supposed justification, that is to say, why should I be held accountable for supposed injustices of people hundreds of years ago who assuredly had no relationship to me or my family directly? Right. But beyond that, beyond that question of principle, how in the hell would this even be put into practice? Yeah, and there already is, uh, like section eight uh, is to reverse the effects of redlining, supposedly some section eight housing. There already are these kinds of programs in place. And uh, redlining wasn't a massive problem. I mean, by avoiding that, it, arguably the 2008 housing crisis happened. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, what, what is she talking about? She's talking about giving free homes or assistance and loans, is that what she's saying? I suppose. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm curious about the questions of, of race generally. Like you said, Kamala Harris has no direct descendants to slavery. Right, right. In the United States. So just because she's black, she gets money, even though that lineage cannot be proven. And by extension, who's going to pay? Like, for example, Why? I, I, came, I came from a white family from Denmark, mostly, and, and, and Germany that immigrated here in like 1900. Yeah. There was no slavery here. I might be I might be white, but as far as I'm aware, my lineage has no connection to slavery. So yeah. who are you? You're going to just tax white. Are you going to tax everyone to pay for this? If you do that, you're taxing black people to pay for other black people. That doesn't well, make Well, what if sense. you come from a black family that owns slaves? What are you going to do about that? I don't know. These are the questions that I find impossible to answer. I can't see answering this in any rational way. As stated, this has got to mean that anybody of African descent would get reparations. That, that's got to be what she means, right? I guess, but even that seems fundamentally unconstitutional to me, yeah. too. That's not equal protection of the law. That's special treatment under the law mm -hmm. based it's not on race. Yeah, it's, it's, but I, I can't believe they're campaigning on this mm -hmm. issue. It, I'm shocked. This is one of those where it's like, all right, I get your Green New Deal silliness and all that, but this is one where it's like, are, are you serious?
I cannot believe that the party has shifted this far. Uh, I can. This is far less absurd than the Green New Deal. Mm, well, interesting debate there. I don't know. I mean, I guess equally Im- implausible to implement. Mm-hmm. There's no way either of these things can happen just as a practical matter. Yeah, it's not yeah. happening. Anyway, I'm sure we're spending too much time on a plainly absurd idea. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's update on Jesse because uh, the Chicago police uh, came out this week and did a press conference, which explained in detail jesse's plot and and the hoax in general and i want to play some highlights from from the um, police press conference this is superintendent eddie johnson explaining how it went down i just want to highlight if true if these accusations are true and they have evidence to back them up just how many layers of stupid were in jesse smollett's uh, particular plot so here's the uh, the police chief smollett paid thirty five hundred dollars to stage this attack and drag Chicago's reputation through the mud in the process. This stunt was orchestrated by Smollett because he was dissatisfied with his salary. Yeah, we have evidence that we have the check that uh, he used to pay them. So the 3,500 was for the two of them in total and then 500 upon return. So we gave him the benefit of the doubt up until that 47th hour. But when we discovered the actual motive, quite frankly, it it pissed everybody off. I think that they knew where that one camera was, but unfortunately it didn't capture the event. So I I believe that Mr. Smollett wanted it on camera, but unfortunately that particular camera wasn't pointing in that direction. We have the phone records that that, uh, (laughs) clearly indicate that they talked to each other quite a bit before the incident after the incident and while they were out of the country. We know that they talked at least an hour or so before the attack, an hour or so after the attack, and then while they were out of the country. They did it because of the financial aspect of it. Uh, now, whether or not they knew the whole thing would go the way that it did, and I can tell you all with uh, 100% certainty, the way that they carried this out, there was never a thought in their mind that we would be able to track them down because these detectives, they put in intense work and, and just great work. And I cannot say how incredibly proud I am of them for the work that they put into it. But he identified who those two individuals were. You know, we knew that then, but he didn't know that we knew. But um, yeah, he helped us out when he identified them. Absolute justice would be an apology to this city that he smeared and then be man enough to to offer what he should offer up in terms of all the resources that were put into this. Thank you all. Okay, so Good for just him. Yeah. just to recap the layers of stupid, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, Jesse has a rebuttal to this, which I'll get to in a moment. But okay. if the police account is true, paid for the hoax with a check. <laughs> Good one. Gave police. This is from previously. Gave the police a redacted list of his phone contacts, so the police knew which ones to look at when they subpoenaed <laughs> the phone company, the phone records maintained phone contact with these guys not using burners but their actual phones yeah. and then after it happened they, he called and he's like you guys do it everything's Bef- cool, right? before during before and, and after. after yeah frequently uh apparently tried to get the incident on camera but failed <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not there are a couple different ways to think about that was he was he in fact trying to get it on camera if so how did he manage to find like the one spot in chicago that's not on camera mm-hmm. Maybe he was not, in fact, trying to do that. But if you're not trying to get it on camera, why would you go through the whole effort of, like, hoaxing the guys beating you up and injuring yourself and stuff? I'm guessing maybe he wanted footage of this. 
Because otherwise you just lie. Like why? And the rehearsal that they did in all this, why would you rehearse something yeah, if you didn't in fact didn't, want it observable? Yeah, that's true. So it could be, could maybe not. Uh, remember he said on Good Morning America that the actual attackers were for sure the, the attackers. Like the guys on the surveillance footage, which helped the police find them and connect them to him. Right. Okay. And of course he sent threats and a powdery substance through the mail. This has very serious implications, which we'll learn about later. And then lastly, not his fault entirely, but they hung on to all the evidence, the magazine, the bleach, the masks, the hats, which there's footage out. I don't have it tonight, but there's footage out of them buying all the stuff <laughs> at a gas station. It's so stupid. Oh my God. Um, about... On the one hand, I would say that he didn't intend, or he didn't think that anybody was going to investigate this, but then he also went to great lengths to protect himself in the event that he was investigated. I guess. So I don't really understand where he stood. I think he's just dumb. Right? Maybe. It, yeah. I, the, it's, it's hard to tell if he is an idiot or if he just assumed everyone, including the Chicago police, would cover for him. But then why bother with worrying about things like the cameras or anything like that? I don't know. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say about the press conference, too, was a lot of people are, are really critical of, of Superintendent Eddie Johnson. They're saying absolute justice would be an apology and restitution basically and they're saying oh no no he needs jail time he needs this i uh i i understand that people don't want leniency for jesse smollett and i'm among them that said i'm not putting that much stock in what the police superintendent says he's not the prosecutor he's not mm -hmm. the jury he's not the judge i i'm guessing that he's probably not going to have a lot of say in what the actual prosecution does or seeks i thought that was damning he didn't mince words at all he oh he said, ripped him harshly he ripped him. yeah i thought that was totally fine yeah. but people were upset that the call for justice was too lenient that that is to say if he just apologized and paid money that that would not be enough and i agree i think not only should he i don't care first off i don't care if he apologizes i never care if anyone apologizes right. that means nothing to me i do think he should have to pay for the cost of the investigation plus if in my mind some kind of punitive jail time something beyond just the cost yeah is in order i've already uh, but, lost hope that anything is going to happen that the jail time is going to happen the restitution is the real thing 12 detectives full-time in chicago yeah. and recall so the so the the actual charge against him uh, class four felony um disorderly conduct is the charge mm. in illinois which can come with one to three years in prison time. But not only that, there's still a federal investigation and or pending federal charges related to this mailed letter. Yeah. So even if he gets away at the state level, there's still a federal matter to be ironed out. The Nigeri Nigerian guys told the grand jury that they had nothing to do with the letter and they wanted to throw Jesse under the bus for that. But do remember that the letter evidence, including the magazine, the stamps, all that stuff was found at the Nigerian guy's home, which would imply that they had something to do with the letter. Idiots. The, uh, th I They're mentioned off the that, hook, though, right? At least from as far as the Chicago police and the Illinois, and Illinois State are concerned. How did they not commit a crime? Because it's not a crime to, like do rehearse a play and enact a play with your friend but the crime they took, there was an exchange of money aren't they accomplices to this felony or something like that yeah maybe but but i guess the only crime is the false report you'd have to make an argument that they assisted in the reporting i don't know that you could really do that but they clearly had knowledge of the plan in its entirety 
But they they were forthcoming with police as soon as they were detained from when they got back from Nigeria. There's they they would never resisted so, or misled police. That doesn't that doesn't uh, preclude you from arrest if you've committed a crime. Well, I just don't see what you would charge them with. Accomplice to something or another. But the but Jesse's crime is false report basically, and they weren't a comp. I mean, I guess maybe there's a case there. I just, I just don't know that it's that strong. They didn't. The crime was not the act. The crime was the reporting. Yeah, because the reporting was false. Aiding and abetting some dumbass brother. That's <laughs> that's what they should be charged with. I yeah. mentioned Jesse has a potential alibi, at least what he claims. So he's saying, at least, or people close to him are saying that he did not pay the brothers for the attack. He's saying that he paid them $3,500 for a five-week fitness training program. And then apparently, according to this TMZ reporting, which, mind you, TMZ has gotten almost everything wrong about this report. <laughs> yeah. But they From continue reporting on it. Yeah. So to the extent there's a claim, I feel obligated to give Jesse's side. According to this reporting, the memo does, in fact, say five-week nutrition plan. <laughs> Even if that's the case... Jesse himself said that the guys in the surveillance footage were for sure the attackers. And we know based on the calling records, he was calling them during uh, before, during and after. So I guess if I'm to believe this, what I have to believe from Jesse Smollett is that your friends attacked you, but you didn't realize it was them. And then you continued being friends with them after, but they never mentioned it. That's what I would have to believe. And that you were shocked to learn Right. That it was your friends that had done this to you. I I can't buy that. That's that's far. That's that's way too big of an ask for me. Last piece on the Jesse Smollett thing was uh, Charles Barkley over on TNT ripping Jesse with Shaq. Although Shaq is off camera, you don't get to see Shaq, but you can hear him laughing in the background. On Thursday nights inside the NBA on TNT, the crew was discussing unlikely predictions for the rest of the NBA season. And um, and Charles Barkley took several shots at Jesse. So here's Charles. So don't you want to say what you had to say? Yeah, I, I was going to go that. with I was going to go with Houston as Ernie goes over there. I, I was going to talk about <laughs> Ernie. What, yeah, what's the most ridiculous one over there that's still living that you would say has no chance of happening? Um, two 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 black guys beating a black guy up and have uh, a black. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> That's not on here, man. What kind of hats they had on Chuck? Is that Shaq's life? I, I, I think yeah. that's probably, I think that's probably it. Okay. The Lakers will not make the playoffs. The Kings will is the latest edition. Chuck, I can't believe you, Chuck. You're with cash. Chuckster. you paying with Chuckster. cash or you write them a check. Chuck, right. America, let me just tell you something. What's that? Uh, do not commit crimes with checks. <laughs> Come on, man. You cannot, if you're going to break the law, do not write a check. Hey, get cash, man. America, do, do not go. write checks when you commit illegal activity. Oh. Jesse, you wasted all that damn time and money. You, you know what you should have did? What's that? Just went up in Liam Neeson's neighborhood. <laughs> you could have solved all your back problems. <laughs> that was kind of a spicy joke for yeah. TNT, although I guess it's cable. But the Liam Neeson references, of course, about Neeson telling a story recently about how a woman close to him had been raped by a black guy. And afterward, he was, uh, quote, hoping some black ba- bastard would come out of a pub and have a go so that Neeson could kill him. That was the. Uh, Didn't he say he was prowling the streets? 
Something like that. But of course, this, the moral of the story was that he realizes how terrible this reaction was internally and, and how he's grown as a person. Never, <laughs> nevertheless, he still got crucified for saying that, even though his point was that was wrong. Yeah. 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 That was spicy, Barkley. Yeah. Spicy. So we'll have to see how this story develops. Uh, it's got, you know, new updates each and every week. But in the interest of time, we should move on. We got uh, the Coast Guard terrorist guy coming up and the ISIS brides coming up. Maybe let's take a brief break before we hop into those, though. Maybe load this. All right. Um, Super wrong things. By chance, did you see Roseanne's rant on AOC? Barr called her a a huge bug-eyed bitch with realtor eyes. (laughs) I couldn't stop laughing for a minute. Nobody heard about it. dicks sex and slammer <laughs> that's a good one holla holla good dollar that is funny sharp red scorpion matt's my superstar we once made love to the song all-star matt is love matt is life Super are we game. talking smash mouth oh, God. i remember that song boogeyman 917 the demand for hate crimes has exceeded the supply of hate crimes heard the quote on shapiro but the credit goes to someone else on daily wire anyway thanks for the sanity safe space as always thank you boogeyman Harv Prentice says, Smollett is a living embodiment of the phrase fake and gay. <laughs> yeah, I saw some good memes like that this week. Uh, I, I laughed for sure. Jay's not here. Matt is not an alt-right gateway and neither is Blonde. Blonde only showed me multiculturalism fails with people who have silly hats, bad food, and refuse to speak English. Matt taught me about Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. Tell Becca Lewis. Well, remember that Uzbek food carts are worth a diversity visa lottery for totally. sure. Yeah. Just ask Chuck Schumer. Yeah, white people can't make meat and rice. The domestic engineer, Grateful Bear, visiting folks in Florida, got to sock hop at a carnival with my Alzheimer's dad, uh, made our day. And my dad is so glad I woke up. He said to tell you guys hi, because it's partly his blonde's fault. Dad says, thanks, cutie. And (laughs) also said, blonde and I once made love. LOL, just kidding. We're not degenerates. Love you all. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Thank you. Miles Kinslow, hey, guys. Do you think feminist leftists ever fantasize about Trump? having an attraction to alpha maleness. Mm. Also, you will always be the original hoax hate. Uh, Yeah, I bet they do. I mean, he's an unattractive man that is undeniably attractive. I am Uh, definitely attracted to him. It's hard for me to speculate on that. I don't know how... He has alpha male power. I don't understand the experience, obviously, but I could see why that would be true. I know a lot of guys... And it's even for even in my own personal life, like changing attitude and changing approach can overcome physical laws. Right. Way, way more so for guys than for women. He also is a billionaire that's the most powerful man in the world. Any woman yeah. acting like that's not going right. to I mean, come on. Yeah, it's a power and influence thing. It's not just like a pretty face thing. Uh, Brittany B. Anyone heard of the reparations movement by Yvette Carnell or Cornell? I don't know her name. Blacks refusing to vote Dem and hashtagging hashtag tangibles 2020. Hmm. Uh, dividing, threatening the black base that MSNBC calls them bots. I haven't heard about this. No, I don't know anything about it. I'm sure it has something to do with this. Um, Kamal Harris. Uh, the thank you for that, Brittany. Uh, the apathetic ape. Have you guys been following the yellow vest protest in France? Yes, they are on their 15th week. It's still going. Yeah, apparently they took over a government building and converted it to a homeless shelter still ongoing. They are still at it. Remember, when did we start talking about that? When it was first breaking out, the the line then was like Macron's days are numbered. But apparently they, well, he's still His approval rating is up a little bit, but it's still 
very low. I think in the low 20s. I might be wrong about that, though. Let me know in the live chat. Hmm. Um, let's see. Notes behind the bar. Matt and I once made love on Oscars night. I thought I would have to get in line, but the rest of the chat was distracted by blonde shoulders. Ooh. So I snuck <laughs> wow. through and unrolled my red carpet. Jeez. Hey, ma'am, says, what's this I hear about a petition to sell Montana to Canada and get rid of the national yeah. debt? I'm on board to sell Washington, not Montana, though. Hell, I'll even throw an organ for free and Cali, half of. Yeah, I don't you. think you want to sell this state. A lot of people no. did email that to me this week. and Yikes. But I do like the I like the national perception that Montana is useless and nobody lives here and it's just terrible so why wouldn't we get rid of it i like Mm -hmm. that perception that uh, i approve of idaho also sucks yeah nobody should move here um james coleman is there any particular hobby uh, which you know of which seems to be particularly strange where politics is invading i paint miniatures and it worries Mm. me because i paint different skin tones um, I think Ooh, he's asking yeah. for like political infiltration in different yeah. realms I mean, outside vi- of gaming and things like that. Yeah, video games is the go-to example, and that's what's most directly affected me. But I hear people in comic books talking about this all the time. Sometimes I get emails. I'm trying to remember, but people in various of various interests email me about yeah. this sort of stuff frequently. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's particularly immune to it, other than it sounds like this particular interest. I don't know anything about it. It sounds kind of uh, niche, so you might be maybe safe. just low volume. Yeah. Would would make you safe, but other than that, I don't think anything's safe. I think everything's part of the cultural purge for these people that want to purify everything Maybe. into their ideology. Next, they're going to come for quilting and knitting. I bet mm. it's a white woman thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a craft of the privilege <laughs> of the privileged. That's what that is. Big LC Jesse once dropped a soap while Matt and I were showering. We heard the soap hit the floor. I pointed and told Matt, "Time to show him what mega country really is." And Matt replied. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ew. Gay! Thank you. You know what I watched this week on Netflix was like Ken, what's that guy's name? Ken Jong or whatever. The dude who was does that. Was it good? That. His it stand-up? was horrendous. It was really? hideous. It was awful. I thought about Anyone who it disagrees can fight me. If you want, I couldn't finish it. That guy's it, funny. I'm bummed out. I know. I, I turned it on. I was like, oh, this will probably be funny. I'm in the mood to laugh. It was horrible. Oh, horrible. that's disappointing. Okay, well, I won't watch it. Yeah. Or A Quiet Place, which I also was planning on watching. It was trash, but I'm in a minority opinion on that. Okay. I, I think that movie was absolute crap. And I could explain why, because it just has, it, things about it don't make sense. I can't suspend my disbelief okay. enough to watch Huge that plot movie. Holes. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. That would kill it for me too. All right, off the list. Yeah. JBD Although I, I fully acknowledge people enjoy that movie. I'm, I'm not going to pretend like my opinion is the majority Yeah, but one. people like stuff that sucks all the time. Hmm. Um, JBD9061, keep up the great work. Thank you, dude. Uh, Mosin Roth says europa the last battle watch all 10 videos it will take you days but it's so eye-opening blonde looking damn fine tonight i paid mm. now braid that glorious hair <laughs> matt and i made love he liked it good mm. rachel jane Thank you. as usual i have to watch so tomorrow but i always want to support what you guys are doing have an awesome night you have an awesome night miss rachel well, jane. thanks let's do a few more john mcgee speaking of hard strike crowder just got a hard strike he got a strike for that ABC took them down on YouTube. Uh, copyright, he was still yeah, able to stream be. on Facebook, but he was less than happy to say at least. Oh yeah, I guess if you if you they uh, stop your live streaming capabilities, you had to have gotten a strike. That didn't occur to me initially. Presumably, I mean, I presume the reason is copyright on behalf of uh, ABC slash Disney, who owns the broadcasting rights to the Oscars. That That's would be sweet. my speculation. 
AHNC, All Hat, No Cattle. I had a great time meeting Michael and Ginger and all the other great people in the Chicago area last night. Thank you so much for all you do. Keep up the great work. I can't believe we have any followers in Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, you guys need to have an exodus. I know. You need to move out. Um, but at least uh, maybe you guys could visit the scene of the Jesse Smollett case and report back to us. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you guys could fake beat each other up right down there on scene with MAGA hats and ski masks. Yeah. If anyone can do that for me, send me an email. Um, let's do two more. Beaner8127. Can't watch live, but wanted to show my support. AOC and Sanders are commie scum. Also, the B hmm. in LGBTQAAIP plus indicates there are only two genders. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, last one for right now, Jamie Clay. I guess I'll spin the shekels to clear up the mystery, M-I-S-S. <laughs> Jamie, yeah. me, is a toxic white male. Ah, me and the missus are evil boomers addicted to your noise here at the retirement ah. home. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry I called you miss. That was bad. My dad, Jamie sent us that retirement home artwork yeah. earlier. And my dad sent me, he texted me and he, with the with the image. He's like, wait a minute, is this real? <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. I thought that was a shop because there's like an AK on the wall and stuff. Yeah, and there's somebody with a braid that's shopped in that looks yeah. just like my braid. So I, I figured my, it was my, a shop. So you, you should know my dad thought it was quite hilarious. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. well, we will circle back for the Yeah, just, just a couple over on Streamlabs real quick. Dildo Swaggins, great name. <laughs> Getting a little tired of hearing people say AOC is hot. Her face looks like that of a constipated mule. The underside of Danny DeVito's nutsack is prettier than her. <laughs> Wow. Ouch. If, I was, if I was really drunk, I may consider spraying the top of her. <laughs> stop right there. It's, a little, it's X-rated. Well, now I want to know. <laughs> I may consider doing, you know, what you'd predict. Cameron says, uh, the recent Berkeley assault makes a good case for allowing concealed carry on campuses nationwide. Remember two things, that an armed society is a polite society, and you never want to awaken the wrath of the Saxon. Hmm. Stay safe, you two. Uh, yeah, I mean, I should update on the on the case too. I, Charlie Kirk on Fox News today said that they had made an arrest in that case. I've not seen that reported anywhere else, though. I saw reporting that they identified the guy who did it, but I've not seen anyone else saying there's been an arrest. Huh. Uh, but yeah, to him. but yeah, to to Cameron's point, they say there's uh, there's no place that's more polite than a gun range. There's some truth to that. It's hello, sir. Good day, sir. Because yeah. you know anybody has equalized lethal force at any particular point in time. Something to be said about that. Uh, Phil says reparations are fine as long as it comes with a renunciation of citizenship and a one-way ticket back to wherever their ancestors are from. By the way, we've been paying reparations since the civil rights era and it has fixed nothing. I do think that philosophy is interesting that it's like, no, no, you don't understand. The problem is not enough welfare, not enough government spending, not enough laws. We just haven't done enough of them. Isn't uh, affirmative action a form of reparation? Uh, yeah, well, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, an affirmative action, yeah, I mean, that's, it, it's not like a cash reward, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's its purpose, is to equalize the playing field with supposedly disadvantaged populations. I reject this entire premise, as is evidenced by the Smollett case. Being yeah, black have, is no hindrance. $1.8 million a year. We I mean, have people faking for victimization victimization is an asset not a liability at this point yeah i mean i think the case does demonstrate some of that truth can you tell me about this coast guard guy because i didn't have any time to look at this story this week i am really suspicious of this story i I, we're gonna put in the description the new york times article and the washington post article on this but i'm suspicious about this white nationalist angle 
Okay. Uh, so, there's just a, not a lot of detail in general about this. Yeah, yeah. U.S. Coast Guard lieutenant and self-identified white nationalist was arrested after federal investigators uncovered a cache of weapons, which was really just, it wasn't it just five guns. Well, this is what's weird. Like I see in the Washington Post story here, and I always get a kick out of when uh, media outlets say weapons cache. Uh, and, you know, he had an arsenal and all this. Yeah. What I see here is what? Three rifles. No, there's uh, five, four or five rifles and one or two shotguns. I can't tell what one of those is. And then what? Five handguns, six handguns. So it was like 10 or 11 guns. That's a relatively normal household around this, you know, around these next, of the, uh, this neck of the woods. These, what am I trying to say? Around my neighborhood. Yeah. That said, I guess some of these are illegal, as reported. I assume that means illegal in Maryland, not necessarily federally illegal. Federally, right, right. That's unless the he was a felon or something like that. Um, but then they talk about his ammo too. He's got like five ammo boxes here. Mm-hmm. Like five. Yeah. That's there's nothing. I would here, hardly call this an arsenal. There's nothing here that's in and of itself implicating. Uh, yeah, so I he's see. in Maryland. Um, authorities say he stockpiled stockpiles not yeah. enough ammo to be called a stockpile that's not an ammo stockpile right that's a like a day at the range domestic terrorist attack targeting politicians and journalists from what i can tell this wasn't that much of a fleshed out plan it, it didn't seem to me well see i i was told too he, oh he had a hit list of democrats and politicians here's the hit list in the washington post it's like a 10 second uh, spreadsheet yeah. like a google doc yeah has um, names on it. I will note he did call Senator Blumenthal Senator Blumen's Jew. So there's, <laughs> that's not there's, very good. there's some evidence into the like ethno whatever yeah. angle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Christopher Polisson called for focused violence to establish a white homeland and said, quote, I am dreaming of a way to kill almost every last person on earth, according to court records filed by. Does it say where he said this white homeland stuff? No, it's it's in the it's in the records filed. But 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 saying that that somebody's a white nationalist and then in the next breath saying that they wanted to kill every person on earth, don't those don't those contradict each other? Yeah? I don't know. I He didn't say he wanted to kill every last minority on earth. He said every last person on earth. Also this supposed plot had no specific date. Yeah. There, there really was no specific plot. plot it was like right. I believe in a white homeland. Yeah. And I, I want to kill people generally. I'm still unclear where he said this. Right, all right. Um, the it's government the said documents. he'd been amassing supplies and weapons. And that they were also vague about that too. What kind of supplies? And a lot of people amass weapons. That's just buying guns. Yeah, like I said, I refuse to accept the idea that this picture in and of itself is implicating. It's not. Developed a spreadsheet, which, like you said, was just a list of names that would Deve- take like five seconds. Developed, developed a spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, you could do this in 10 seconds. Of targets that included House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And searched the internet using phrases as best places in D.C. to see Congress people and our Supreme Court justices protected. My Google search history is so much worse than this. It's so yeah. much worse than this. I, I, I was reading this and I'm like, that's it? That's that's all he's i mean yeah i want to be clear like i'm not trying to go over the top in defending this guy uniquely and if more information comes out that substantiates this government claim here in the court filings the defendant is a domestic terrorist obviously i I am not in support of that the point is what i'm seeing so far here i don't necessarily find sufficient to say yeah that guy's a terrorist lock him up forever yeah i need some more specific information if there's a if there is a definitive plot in place absolutely but what i see is like 
he didn't he apparently posted somewhere that he doesn't like certain types of people he had weapons and then i'm still unclear where this where this statement was made i want to kill almost every last person on earth yeah do you remember this uh european bloke that killed 77 uh left-leaning youths this was Mm. several years ago he was um, of the nationalist variety, and apparently Hassan was obsessed with this guy, you know. And so I think that that was part of their, they were building building this case. And then they, they talk about the Unabomber and some other some other things too. Um, but just based on that, you know, and that's not what he was arrested on. He was arrested on Friday on charges of illegally possessing weapons and drugs. But oh, so there were drugs in play. What were the drugs? Uh, because this other. Um, this guy that murdered the 77 kids, he was using like steroids and things like that to, to amp him up for the, for the killing. He had things like that. And then he had clean urine. But this guy was this guy, this guy had, had steroids, things like that. And then clean urine to pass drug tests. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, that There's, does lend to the the specificity. I, I will yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That's the thing is if if the if the details are there that are speci- sufficiently su- specific to support the government's claims in this case, absolutely, I'm in favor of this guy facing legal penalty. I'm just a little bit wary based on the reporting of things that like maybe have shades of criminality, but I aren't would really inherently have, criminal. I would imagine that they have more. I would, I would presumably, yeah. yeah. Um, the government said that these charges are the proverbial tip of the iceberg. Officials okay. with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Maryland outline Hassan's alleged plans to spark chaos and destruction. Also, vague wording from Washington Post, describing in court documents a man obsessed with neo-fascist and neo-Nazi views. Yeah. Um, I need more than that. More than that. Hmm. Like being obsessed with an ideology um, is troubling but to be labeled a domestic terrorist like i I have to know that there were specific plans in place that the weapons amassed were for use in said plans so here's what they say about the guns too authorities seized 15 firearms again not inherently suspicious including several long guns and rifles and more than a thousand rounds of ammunition a thousand rounds of ammunition to a firearms enthusiast is not very much it's not that much yeah. uh from his cramped basement apartment after executing a search warrant this month over the past two years he made nearly two dozen purchases of firearms or related equipment and made thousands of visits to websites selling weapons or tactical gear. none and, of that is inherently suspicious right so the, the reason i'm <laughs> they mentioned Senator Blumen Jew in here. <laughs> the reason that I'm suspicious about this is not necessarily because I, again, I'm not trying to reach to defend this guy, but it is, uh, it is supporting a particular narrative as well as we saw in full display on MSNBC, right? Where they they treat this as automatically it's it's a Nazi terrorist plot. The the Nazi boogeyman is at it again, and former RNC chair Michael Steele wants us to believe that trump thinks that's cool that that trump is happy about such things that as reported the president is stoked to see this sort of thing check out this clip so why would we be surprised that a self-proclaimed nationalist would not speak out against a self-proclaimed white nationalist why why are we acting like um this is a space that donald trump is going to go in on behalf of the american ideal no he's not um and these are his people and he's not going to thank law enforcement because he's probably not happy about what law enforcement did is Um, that where we are that's where we are Mm -hmm. but that's a brave thing to say let me let me just draw you out on that if he'd carried out his attacks what do you think the president would have done 
Well, that's that's the that's the next test in all of this. That is absolutely that's a very good question, and it's absolutely the next test because we don't we can sit here and honestly say we would hope that there would be the appropriate level of outrage and and pushback and all hands on deck. To your point about you know the Justice Department and and those responding. But here we sit and we have a little question mark over, you know, a little thought bubble is a question mark. I don't know. Okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not editorializing at all. Like, what could he possibly be thinking this white and then conflating the terms white nationalists and nationalists? The leftist media does all does this all the time. And well, this is and uh, remember, he's the former chair of the RNC. This is their like Republican consultant on MSNBC. Yeah. That's so absurd. Um, oh, I should mention he was also he also had opiates, but it seems like the gun and drug charges are pretty minor. Okay. Do you um, do you know if the do you know if the gun charges are federal or state? I think they're federal. I so he must have though. done something. He must. It must be some characteristic of this weapon, or he was a prohibited person. Although if he was a prohibited person, he's like a felon or something. What the hell's he do? He's active in the Coast Guard. Uh, or is he retired? Anymore. I mean, now he's retired. But, but prior um, to this... And he had no criminal history, 28 years of military service. I wanted to read this quote, though, um, by the U.S. Attorney for the District of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheer number, and this is from New York Times, the sheer number and force of the weapons that were recovered from Mr. Hassan's residence in this case, coupled with the disturbing nature of his writings, appear to reflect a very significant threat to the safety of our community, particularly given the position of trust that Mr. Hassan held within the United States government that I find that troubling. Yeah. Because the, it seems the like wrong they're opinions using, plus guns. Yes. It seems like they're using minor and they even say, um, prosecutors are considering further charges beyond the relatively minor gun and drug position possession counts. He now faces. It seems okay. like they're using gun and drug possession charges as a way to, um, like later leverage larger charges because they disagree with what he says. And Interesting. Race. I mean, again, and I'll I'll, I'll put a, an asterisk on what we're saying. This is all reading between the lines and speculative based on sort of ambiguous and incomplete information. Yeah, so that's what it seems like to me. We'll revisit this case if, if more information comes out that that absolutely paints it as the type of story that we're seeing portrayed in media and other sources. But for now, I'm not entirely clear that's what we're looking at. No, no. And his attorney is right. She's saying... He's a, love, a loving husband and father with no criminal record, 28 years of military service. She yeah. called the cache of weapons the federal agents found in his basement apartment, including high-powered rifles, assault rifles, shotguns, and pistols. What does that even mean, high-powered? Modest, I know that's editorialized. Modest yeah. at best, and said that in a country with an estimated 363 million guns, it is unremarkable for a Marine Corps veteran like him to own He's a Marine vet too. That's what it says. I thought that he was in the Coast Guard. Maybe both. I don't know. But but yeah, to the point that the lawyer's making, if the cash is supposed to be in and of itself damning, I don't buy that. That implicates yeah, yeah. a lot. That, that implicates like half the country. Exactly. She called yeah. the prosecutor's filings a histrionic characterization that relied mainly on circumstantial evidence and speculation about what he might be planning to do. And that's what it yeah. sounds like to me too. Like as far as I can tell, um, although I did only read a few articles about this, they didn't unearth any true specifics that uh, should allow him to be labeled a a domestic terrorist. I mean, incitement to violence under the first amendment standard, it's got to have an element of immediacy. Yeah. You have to be plotting, not just, listen, I'm not a fan of what he's saying. If he's sincerely saying, I'd like to kill everyone. Of course that's bad, but from a legal perspective, it's insufficient. Well, this is what the prosecutors are saying. They're saying that for at least two years, 
uh, Lieutenant Hassan visited white supremacist and neo-Nazi websites and okay. studied the 1,500-page manifesto written by Anders Bering Breivik, a right-wing Norwegian extremist who killed 77 <sighs> people in 2011. This is not enough for me. They I have intellectual said, curiosity in those same things. I, they, I would read those out of because I want to learn about stuff. I want to understand stuff. Um, they also said that he took the synthetic opioid tramadol while at work and that he obtained the drug illegally. Uh, when I broke my foot, I was taking tramadol. It is like it is like Tylenol. It is barely an opiate. Huh. I don't know. This we'll, seems we'll, weak, like a weak there's, case to me. Th I think there's more than meets the eye in this case. This, yeah. is a, uh, this is a weird case. And if left-wing media hadn't called everybody a white nationalist all the time, maybe this wouldn't be met with so much skepticism. But now I read something like this and I'm like, really? Really? Is yeah. it really? I mean, also being a white nationalist, not a crime. Yeah, there's no opinion that is implicating, regardless of how supposedly disgusting it is or not. Studying somebody's manifesto, also not a crime. Visiting yeah. white supremacist, neo-Nazi websites, not a crime. Saying I'd like to kill everyone close, but lacks the immediacy. Right. It's got to be like, hey, everyone, I've got a plan to meet down at the mall at 9 p.m. and bomb it. And yeah, that's a crime. A 15 guns and a, and a thousand rounds. That's not really... No, that's a day at the range, man. Yeah, that's not really yeah. going to do wide. That's not going to kill every person on earth or whatever. Yeah. Um, I bet that there's more than meets the eye on this. Um, moving on in the interest of time, though, thank you for the info on that because, you know, I just haven't had time to read about this in detail. And it just it seems like everybody's talking about it with certainty when, to, in my mind, it ha the, yeah. the facts have not been demonstrated with certainty. Mm -hmm. Speaking of terrorism, the ISIS brides, there are two of them, two girls who one is from the UK, one is from Alabama. And they went, did they both go to Syria? They both went to that part of the, the world yes. to join ISIS in recent years. And as of now, they're both <laughs> saying, whoopsie, just kidding. It kind of sucks. They're so mean to me here. I get raped let, so much. Let <laughs> me come back to Britain or to the U.S. respectively. Yeah. Um, do you have any details on these ladies you want to share before? Or should we just play the clips of just, them? We should just play the clips. Okay, so... Which which one did you prefer? You like the UK ISIS bride or the US which ISIS bride? Which one do I hate better? more? The UK one was more intolerable, probably. I agree. It was and smug, real she's, smug. She's the one who says, "I have no regrets," but also people should feel bad for me. And she let also me in. said, "I had a good time here." Yeah. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right, but then my son died, and I realized it's not safe for my kids, so I got to come back. Okay, here's the UK. Oh wait, wait. ISIS bride. I got to mention what? something about the last story. I'm sorry to do this. Um. He did say in a letter, I think a plague would be most successful, but how do I acquire the needed Spanish flu botulism? And oh, not sure yet, but we'll find something. That's what the okay, that that's a that, little more damning. Yeah, that's more damning. I still would yeah. like more specifics about enacting that. That, that well, seems pretty vague. OK, but but also that that if that's true, was has been buried under the white nationalists with guns thing. Mm -hmm. uh, now you're talking about biological warfare. Yeah. That that would be the headline if if it was the case. Right, right, right. I just wanted to point that out. Just thought it would be. Yeah, fair. Not to be I fair. Mean, okay. Yeah, and and like I said, there's there could be information we're missing. So if so, if we've totally botched this, we'll we'll revisit it. Here's the uh, UK ISIS bride. Was there a point where you started to have second thoughts about your life in Islamic State under Islamic State? Just only at the end, like after after my son died. I, I realized I had to get out for the sake of my children, the sake of my daughter and my baby. It was only at the end. It was only yeah. at the end. 
but you didn't have any regrets up until that point. Did you know what Islamic State were doing when you left for Syria? Because they had beheaded people, there were executions. Yeah, I knew about those things, and I was, I was okay with it <laughs> at first because, you know, I want, I, I started becoming religious, religious just before I left. And, you know, from what I heard, that Islamically that is all allowed, so I was okay with it. You didn't question that. There's a struggle going on in the UK now at home about whether you should be allowed to come home. I think a lot of people should have like sympathy towards me for everything I've been through, you know, and I I, I, I didn't know what I was getting into when I left, and I just was hoping that maybe me, for the sake of me and my child, they, they let me come back. They don't have any evidence against me doing anything dangerous. When I went to Syria, I was just a housewife the entire four years. Stayed at home, took care of my husband, took care of my kids. I never did anything dangerous. I never made propaganda. I never encouraged people to come to Syria. I just popped out enemy fighters. That's all. Oh my God. That's all I did. She's so self-righteous too. People should feel sorry for me. And, and she really did say, we clipped it out though. Like I, I, he's, he asked her if she regrets it and she's like, well now I do, but I had a good time here. And I met my husband. I wouldn't have been able to meet somebody else like oh, that. She, she did say it. Okay. It's because yeah. earlier the part I clipped out, he said, do you, do you have regrets? And she says, no. Oh, really? So, yeah. I mean, that's the point. If you have no regrets, all right, enjoy Syria. You have no regrets? Yeah. Stay there. And why do you want to, why do you want to leave? So, um, <sighs> the, the other, the other uh, ISIS bride is Hoda Mathuna, who Mathuna, yeah. is from Alabama and mm-hmm. went over to Syria. I forget when she went, but they're both within the last few years, like 2015. And both of these women were radicalized online and helped yeah. radicalize others online. So she's from Alabama. She goes over and she's speaking with Richard Engel from NBC and says things much to the same effect from a Syrian refugee camp. This is the Al-Hol refugee camp, and this is where some of the ISIS family members are being kept. At this camp alone, there are more than 1,500 people from 48 different countries, wives and children of ISIS members. Among them uh, here is American-born Hoda Muthanna. Yesterday on the Today Show, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said that Muthanna has no right to U.S. passport, that she has no right to the return to the United States. I read the papers, and, and I know in fact that I was a citizen and when I tried filing for a passport it was very easy it came in 10 days so I thought I didn't have a problem and I'm sure there's no problem and I know my lawyer hopefully is working on it do you want to go to the United States I prefer America other than anywhere else yeah oh. what, do you, Why, bitch? what do you want to do if you went back to the States what do you think will happen to you if you were to um, allowed to go back course i'll be given jail time muthanna's lawyer disputes the state department's claim that she was issued a passport incorrectly uh, muthanna says she desperately hopes to return to the united states she claims she was brainwashed online by isis and now has changed can i just appreciate for a second that the refugee camp is called al hole refugee camp you can stay in al hole uh, yeah. hoda muthanna Whatever, <laughs> stay in Al Hole for a while. I don't yeah, care. Really. Oh, it's and then she thinks her dad's gonna get her out now because he's, he's suing Trump. Yeah. So the nature. I'm not sure. I totally understand the nature of the dispute, but the State Department is now trying to say that he's a she's, diplomat of sorts, and so they're saying she's not a citizen. Her kid definitely yeah. is not a citizen, and so 
Pompeo and Trump are like, you can't come back. What right. are you and, talking about? And even if she were to come back, let's say they were wrong on the citizenship claim. If she were to come back, I have to assume she faces trial for treason. Does she not? Uh, no. Um, in, in that clip, did she talk about uh, what if she should receive jail time? I, I don't she know. She said, I, I assume if I were to come back, I'd be in jail. Well, she also says in, I think, the same clip or maybe a different interview um, that she w- thinks it would be fairer if she just got therapy so that she would never do anything like this again. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, I mean, treason is a, is a clearly defined crime in the Constitution itself. Right. You aid and abet the enemy, which it seems clear that uh, procreating with the enemy yeah marrying the enemy when they got there when all these isis brides got there they got a list and they were able to choose which men they wanted to marry Mm. like a list with pictures is which one is it is it the uk or the us one that's had like three husbands die i think that both of them have had husbands multiple husbands died at this point in time don't know where their husbands are i mean i hope they're dead Oh, Um, so is that the reason now they're in these refugee camps because they're widows, basically? Well, yeah, I mean, their husbands presumably are dead, but they don't know. They can't make contact with them. And so they're like, we want to go back because my heater's not working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, thanks. What Uh, I really want to talk about with this story, though, is the media's treatment of these guys. Because it's even shocking to me. It's like you say one racist thing when you're a teenager or like you smirk too hard and they're like, destroy his life. And like you go and procreate with some ISIS scum and they're like, she was just young and stupid. She needs to be treated with sympathy and empathy. Um, it's just, it's just absurd to me. So I want to talk about the CNN article. If you could bring that up. Yeah, I have it. Um, okay. This is so shocking to me. Reduced to a fraction of the territory it once controlled, the group that once swept across Iraq and Syria now faces total territorial annihilation, which sounded sympathetic in and of itself. Like, it sounds like they're sympathizing with ISIS because they've lost territory. What once felt like a deluge of foreign fighters flooding from all parts across the world, of the world across the Syrian border to join ISIS eventually became a trickle. Now the likes of Shamima Begum, is that her name? And Hoda Mikuna, the U.S. uh, citizen President Donald Trump says, cannot return home after joining ISIS represent an altogether different current. Here's where it gets editorial. Um, Destitute and desperate to return to countries they once called home, they now form a part of a growing number of women facing an uncertain future, as though they did nothing to deserve this. Effectively stateless, or effective statelessness, banishment, banishment, and imprisonment all seem plausible outcomes. A far cry from the vision that once attracted them to the caliphate. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. While states consider the fate of these women, uh, with both Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Home Secretary Sajid Javid, Javid taking steps to try to prevent individuals returning to the U.S. and U.K. respectively, further reflection is needed on why these women and girls left in the first place. So that's the problem. Why did they leave? Why did they do this? Is it the indoctrination? Is that is that the real problem? Like they have no agency? Right. Uh, the outcry following some of these interviews with these women is largely centered on whether they should be considered victims or villains. Should they be afforded support and assistance or be locked up for their crimes? The reality is that they probably deserve elements of both. <laughs> <What? Okay. laughs> Got to rehabilitate them. I know. Um, this this last part, preventing another generation of young women, this is the very end, from pursuing the same fate will require serious rethinking, affording opportunities and empowering individuals must be at the heart of the West's response. That is empowering individuals. This is so insane. I mean, the deterrent here needs to be that we execute these women. Are are people serious about this? We used to kill people for treason. 
It is a crime that's that's punishable by death. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. It's in the Constitution. I Article guess, 3, the, Section 3 of the United States Constitution, treason is yeah. specifically limited to levying war against the U.S. or adhering to their enemies. How is this not that? Yeah. Giving them aid and comfort, which they were doing both. Conviction requires two witnesses or a confession in open court. They've, they've, this is a clear confession. The yeah. penalty, death or not less than five years imprisonment and not more than life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. Um, they lose their citizenship. They, they can't, they can't, uh, they lose the right to ever hold office. I, I mean, yeah, we used to kill people for doing stuff like this. Well, I guess and from the perspective of what you want to have happen, that's the thing to consider, too. From the Trump perspective, if you're saying no in the U.S. case, I'm going to refrain from speculating about the U.K. case because I have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. In the U.S. case, if you take the Trump perspective of, listen, she's not actually a citizen because her dad was a diplomat at one point in time, even though he wasn't when she was born. It's all complicated. But keep in mind, if you take that perspective, you don't actually get to bring her here, try her for treason and execute her. Right. If that's right. what you want to have happen. And there's a there's a New York Post article to this effect that actually is a fairly well written op ed, and I agree mostly with the op ed, but it so got the worst clickbait. headline yeah. ever, the most clickbait, outrage uh, soliciting headline I've seen in a long time. The headline in the New York Post: ISIS bride should return and teach Trump a lesson on treason. Now, if you go through the article, the the author is actually advocating for her to return, face trial for treason, which he believes her to be treasonous, and face the punishment. And the point of the article is everyone throws around the term treason willy-nilly in a political context. But when a obvious case of treason comes forth, we all lack the political courage to actually prosecute it. That's that's really the thrust of this. That's true. This, Although... Um, yeah. I, I have to say I'm probably with Trump that she's not a citizen. The rules on children of diplomats are pretty clear. Uh, yeah, but the guy wasn't said, a diplomat at the time, and we've treated her like a citizen yeah. up until this point. She did get a passport. Too. Yeah. And they're like, that was a mistake. I and think for that my case own selfish purposes, wobbly. I want her to be tried and executed, which would mean that she would have to be a citizen. So. Yeah, I, I think she should face trial. I, I agree with the author that I think we should seriously enforce, again, what isn't just statute. It's in the Constitution itself. I think we yeah. should enforce that, but that requires bringing her back and, and actually uh, trying her. And I think we should do that. It's disappointing that we don't have the, the grit to kill people for treason anymore. We just don't have it in us. Any, like th there, Nothing's going to happen to her. Of course, I guess that to for that to happen, if we were actually going to try her and execute her, she would have she'd still have to come back voluntarily unless we were going to go get her from Syria. We should. So she would have to come back of her own volition and say, I'm here to be tried and executed. That seems improbable. Yeah, but, but I mean, the alternative is living in a Syrian refugee camp. Living she, in Al Hole. Yeah, in Al Hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she does say that she would rather be in, the, in jail in the United States than living in Syria. She's in a jail, single mom in, jail. in yeah. Syria. I mean, imagine how much that sucks. We are, uh, we're running out of time. So we'll have to keep an eye on how this story develops too. Probably more coming this week. Real we can quick, be quick on Venezuela. Chaos is, Venezuela is getting crazy. And yeah. uh, you know, full disclosure, obviously you guys know, you're not coming to me and I'll let Blonde describe for herself, but you're not coming to me for Venezuelan insight. That's just not a thing that I'm going to offer. That said, we have like, borderline war going on there and yeah. um and the footage is particularly terrible of yeah. of foreign aid trying to get into maduro's venezuela and maduro loyal military forces 
refusing, stopping yeah, that, yeah. that aid. So two people were killed in Saturday's clashes. But what happened was there was a ship, I think coming from Puerto Rico, um, filled with aid. He shut down the borders. He didn't allow it in. They had to dock. Um, and... And yeah, they were, I think they were coming in in other ways as well. And he just shut down the borders. He's like, no aid. We are, you know, we, we do not support America in any way. Uh, so Maduro, I mean, I think he's got to be on the way out. This is a straight up uprising. We'll talk yeah. about this BBC article in a minute after we watch the video, but there's an entire section about like, how did we get here where they don't yeah. mention socialism at all? Yeah. We'll talk about it in a minute. Let's play the clip. Yeah, here's some scenes from what, what actually happened uh, in, the, in the past few days in Venezuela. On the western front of Venezuela, a showdown over humanitarian aid. Thousands marched on the border with Colombia, calling for trucks filled with foreign aid to be allowed into the country. Protesters had gathered before dawn to begin their 25-mile journey. The National Guard tried to stop them with several roadblocks along the route but they pressed on. When they arrived at the border towns of San Antonio and Ureña, they were met with tear gas and rubber bullets. Medics on the scene treated protesters for breathing problems and head wounds. In San Antonio, protesters retreated from the tear gas fired by soldiers. Then, unofficial pro-government militias, known here as colectivos, arrived on motorbikes. Demonstrators were surrounded from both directions. The militia opened fire. On the only main road leaving the city, another gun battle broke out between demonstrators and soldiers, this one lasting for hours. All the people is angry at Maduro. And you can see that yeah. in every town that you go in Venezuela. Hmm. Jeez. This is uh, what always happens in socialist nations. I mean, No, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Didn't you ask the BBC? Yeah, really. Do you have that article pulled up? Yeah, I do. Um, okay, so at the bottom, they have like, oh, how did, how did we get to this point? And they say, for several years, Venezuela has been in the grip of political and economic crisis. Why? An out-of-control inflation rate has seen oh. prices soar, leaving many Venezuelans struggling to afford basic items. More than 3 million people have fled Venezuela in recent years, according to the UN Refugee Agency. I mean, how can they possibly say this without any mention of socialism or the real reason that these things are happening. All it's shocking are, to me. All of those are symptoms. Like they exactly. say, why is this happening? And they list it's a bunch so of symptoms. so evasive. When I was reading this, I was shocked. I'm like, they're, they're literally naming all the symptoms of socialism. They're not calling out this big problem mm. in with a section heading. Like, how did we get to this point? Yeah. Because you allowed socialists into power and world leaders were like, oh, Maduro, you're so great. God. I don't know that much about uh, Juan Guaido, the, the other guy who is... Uh, who is you know uh, they call it the, the I'm, I'm actually unfamiliar with the political context he in fact was elected that's the origin of this yes conflict. he's interim leader he's he's acknowledged by more than 50 countries he seems well supported by the populace yeah. but Maduro still has a lot of institutional but, support but, but Guaido as far as I understand him it's not like he's calling for a capitalist revolution no uh, not, not really I mean I don't know yeah. how I feel about regime change but in this case, it seems clearly necessary, right? Nonetheless, I don't really think we should get involved. Well, I just, I, I guess I'm curious to see what's going to happen because if we oust one socialist authoritarian in favor of another one, who assuredly will do it right this time, yeah. are we going to be repeating this cycle for years to come? Right. That'll be interesting to see. Right. Um, I don't know. It depends on if Maduro still has enough institutional power to get him killed. 
Yeah. I mean, things are getting violent and, and uh, I don't know. So they call them like pro Maduro militia forces. I guess that's not formal military, but you have gunfights going mm-hmm. on in the streets of Venezuela over this. Yeah. Issue, soldiers so. open fire on civilians yeah. Yeah. using live ammunition. People die. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Keep your eyes peeled. I got three more topics. Uh, some, some social justice nonsense, peak wokeness, we got Laura Logan's interview and we got hoax hate to close. Let's maybe crank out just a few uh, super chats. Sure. Uh, Jonathan Ferrier, did you hear what Jesse Smollett is saying? PETA made me do it and R. Kelly urinated on me. <laughs> we were in jail together. Yeah, R. Kelly's had a hell of a week. Um, yeah. What's this? Who's this guy that got arrested for prostitution? Oh, that's Robert Kraft. He's the owner of the Patriots. So like he he's like an old dude that sees yeah, prostitutes. He- everybody freaks out. But like R. Kelly's peeing on a bunch of 12 year olds and everybody's like, eh, I don't, I assume it happened maybe post Super Bowl for Robert Kraft. Maybe not, but it's like, you just won the Super Bowl. Dude wants a little action and he's like 80. I don't care at all. Should I care about this? I mean, I don't personally. uh, I I don't consenting adults. I don't care from all accounts from what I read online. He seems like he's a pretty nice guy and he has like a 25 year old girlfriend. Recall everyone and the left and the media hates him because he supported Trump. Remember, the Patriots are the white nationalist team, as we covered on the Super Bowl, the post-Super Bowl show. Um, Reality Lobster, Matt and I once made love in a Rolla, Missouri truck stop, and he made me yell, this is mega country when I hit peak hoax. Jesus. (laughs) That's gross. Rolla sucks. Um, Agent Flippy, Bernie could never run and win as an independent. He would be competing against the Democratic candidate and Trump guarantees a Trump win if he does that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. Big Lambda hoax hate appreciation used to be just for diehard aficionados. Now that Jesse made it mainstream, it's not cool anymore. My question is how many people have actually committed any crime while wearing a mega hat? Yeah. I don't know why anybody that actually loves Trump (sighs) would do that. Maybe you could find some cases. Was there anything at like, maybe in some of the Berkeley scuffles, maybe in some of the Portland scuffles, as far as I know, was anyone actually charged in Charlottesville, but James Fields, were there more charges? I that was less, that was less Trumpy. I didn't see a lot of MAGA hats there. That was more like Tiki (laughs) torches. Remember, but yeah. Um, and a lot of the serious white nationalists do not like Trump because of his stance on Israel and on immigration. So mm. the, the mainstream media never seems to mention that. Uh, Yoda Economics, a reminder, the L.A. meetup, L.A., sweet, is Saturday, March 9th at oh, cool. PS310, PS310 in Culver City at 9 p.m. So if our 10 people have confirmed, feel free to contact me at Jim Hunt on the meetup doc if you want to come. All are welcome. That is so freaking fantastic. Good. Glad to hear. L.A. meetup, L.A. and Chicago meetup. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Sharp breast scorpion. Hey, Matt, are you still wearing the butt plug? I sent you. (laughs) I've gotten some weird stuff in the, uh, the old PO box, but I've not seen the butt plug. So check your tracking, check your tracking number. See if the post office box or if the post office lost it or not. Does it matter? I'm just here to match acceleration collapsitarians donation shackle for shackle, even though 30% goes to the devil. Yeah. That is YouTube. Thank you. Acceleration collapsitarian 2024. Um, Aeon Isentity. I hope I said that right. Uh, Blonde, my girlfriend thinks you look beautiful tonight. I'm pretty sure she's gay for you. Oh, Oh. thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Sinek 8, glad to see you took my advice with Streamy. Good timing, too, since you just missed uh, the Dispatch Gay Ops. 
You just missed uh, I don't know what that is. There must have been Either. something going on over on Streamy. I don't know. Good luck with the contest. I only understand about half of the super chats because <laughs> I'm pretty dumb. Alexander Perry, first time giver, but weekly consumer blonde is my wife's hero. Hi, Monica. Wow. I'm stationed at Fort Bragg and would like to know if oh, there cool. were any like minds in the area. Thank you, Matt. AR10 or M1A? I actually am in the market for an M1A. Uh, I, I was looking at one at a shop, the SOCOM model, just the other day. They are pricey, though. And, yeah. Uh, How you know, expensive? Uh, this one was priced at 1500 bucks, oh. which is actually, comp comp as far as MSRP goes, a good price. That said, financial insecurities as of late make me hold off. But long term, um, I do want to get I do want to get a 308 rifle. I only have a bolt action 308 rifle, so I do want a 308 semi-auto. So the M1A, or if I get rich, it'd be nice to have a Scar 17. I'm but, nodding uh, knowingly, like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. yeah uh, so good. yeah, that's that's the breakdown. And thank you for serving as well. Agreed. Uh, you can't stop the scout. I'd rather vote for ranch dressing than Kirsten Gillibrand. That was her Howard Dean scream moment. I was thinking that too ah, when I saw yeah. yeah. Also Kamala Harris. Is it Kamala? I hear people say it differently. Ka I say Tucker Kamala. Carlson says Camilla. Camilla. <laughs> Camel like, Toa. Yeah. I say, I say Kamala. I say Kamala. Does he, does he say Don Lemon? Yeah. Just because he thinks no. it's funny. Oh, not because he thinks that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's like Sticks and Peter Sturzak. Yeah, yeah. Which I love too. Yeah. Also, Kamala Harris wants slave reparations, but her Jamaican ancestors own slaves. Pay up. I know, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Please, please, please make reparations a central point to the Democratic Party platform. Single easiest way for them to shit the bed in 2020. That's so true. Iyama Fago, hey, Blonde, will you be in my podcast? Sure. We'd love to have you. Also, a lot of black people did get reparations. There's a bunch of land in Charleston, South Carolina, where I was born, that were for reparations. I did not know that. Uh, huh. Yeah, shoot me an email about your what? podcast. I would be happy to go on. Um, downskated. I don't understand women today. Oh, I hold the door open for this lady, and all she did was just scream at me. Oh, and she didn't stop screaming until she flew out of the airplane. <laughs> Needed humor. The world is too dark. Some dark humor, man. Uh, hmm. MPL 0616. Here's some rep reparations for you, Matt, from South Carolina. We appreciate it. We'll take your reparations because we're oppressed. We're super oppressed. Mm. TNT cycles PDX. My family lost slaves after the war. Where are my reparations? I want my 40 chitlins and a watermelon. <laughs> I really should read these through before Jeez. I read them. I know. Here. I almost got busted uh, oh, with, with the AOC pornographic reference. It must have been pretty like, bad if you wouldn't say uh, that. I mean, it was just like I'd like to... Uh, I would like to fertilize her face. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I would uh, like to. If I was wasted, I might is what, oh, that's what it said. Also not so bad. Uh, yeah. TNT Cycles PDX. My family. Oh, I just read that one. Uh, J-Rock. The only thing fair about reparations is that half black men will have to pay their own way. Joshy boy. I guess so, yeah. What do you do in that situation? What do you do in that situation? Yeah. yeah. Joshy boy. And the award for best hoax hate goes to, it would be the night for that, right? Julie V. Mm. Heading to a movie, so I can't watch live, but I just wanted to drop by and give you some shekels. Have a great night. Love you guys. We love you too, well, Julie. Well, thanks. Let's do a few more. Caleb Sparks, have a great night. I'll be watching tomorrow morning. Here's some shekels. You dirty low down money grabbers. Thanks for everything Thank you, you do. Thank you, Caleb. Jaeger Pony, longtime listener, first time donator. Love the show. Keep up the good work, you too. Thanks. Rational Orc, a quality of opportunity is a trick. If your parents have no money, it might feel like bad luck to you, but it is a result of free will. Why be a responsible father if you're just going to rig the game in favor of bad fathers? That's true. Mm. Um, last one Fair for right point. now. 
Nathan Simpson, the two Nigerians negotiated a deal for full cooperation. That's how they got up. Oh. Yeah. They probably that, did get leniency for some kind of cooperation. Is that speculated or is that reported? I did see I, a lot of people in the live chat say that, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess that could happen. I just I'd have to have the like the potential crime explained to me. But, me too. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know the I, I I'm not a, a lawyer or anything like that, but I can't imagine that what they did was not illegal in some way. Um, I okay. think I think I read something about that too. That like if they weren't forthcoming, they could have been charged with. Remember that TMZ report that was out that that said they were charged with battery when they were still in custody. Oh really? Potentially, if they didn't acknowledge that the whole thing was a a hoax, because they were in fact in in contact with them. Apparently, they like hoax beat him up. You know, even though yeah. they say the scratches were his own doing or whatever. Maybe if they didn't admit to that, there was grounds to charge him with battery, too. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, we'll circle back for the rest, yeah? Yeah, we'll be quick with some of the rest of these stories. But I did want to mention them because we've reached uh, some real peak social justice nonsense this week. Notably, the context for this first story is that Trump apparently is going to make it a, a personal mission of his that uh, we're going to try to decriminalize homosexuality across the globe. So there's going to be this global campaign to get rid of laws in some 70 countries that make it illegal to be gay or commit gay acts, basically. And so what's going to happen this is going to be uh, led by U.S. Ambassador Richard Grinnell, who is openly gay. He's leading this effort. And the U.S. Embassy is flying in LGBT activists from across Europe to strategize how to accomplish this in uh, mostly Middle Eastern, African, and Caribbean countries. As I said, there are 70 of them. So they're going to try to launch this global initiative to decriminalize homosexuality. That seems, at least in the modern West, to be rather uncontroversial. You know, we talk, we have some remaining debate about things like gay marriage, but the camp that believes, say, gay sex itself should be illegal is a pretty small uh, group of society, but nothing Trump does can ever be good to the social justice kings and queens. So Out Magazine, which is a gay magazine, like a, a, an LGBT magazine, Out Magazine, no, I don't. Out Magazine apparently doesn't like this because Trump's plan to decriminalize homosexuality is an old racist tactic. So a few quotes from this article. While on its surface, this move looks like an atypically benevolent decision by the Trump administration, the details of the campaign belie a different story. Rather than being, rather than actually being about helping queer people around the world, the campaign looks more like another instance of another instance of the right using queer people as a pawn to amass power and enact its own agenda. The truth is that this is part of an old colonialist handbook. In her essay, Can the Sub Subaltern and Speak, post-colonial theorist, theorist Gayarty Spivak, I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, this author coined the term white men saving brown women from brown men to describe the racist uh, colonizing, or to describe the racist problematic, or paternalistic, I can't even read their language. The racist paternalistic process by which colonizing powers would decry the white man in power treated uh, oppressed groups like women to justify attacking them. Now, then the interesting thing about pieces like this, and we'll see it again uh, in the in the second piece here, is they always have an unfalsifiable conclusion. Like Trump is a bigot is the is the conclusion right. here. If Trump doesn't help gay people globally, 
or in this country, it's because he hates gay people. If Trump does help gay people globally, it's because he's a racist and also still anti-gay because reasons they go through that in the article too. But there's like, there's no evidence that could be presented. Trump could make this his number one executive priority. Drop everything. Say, I'm not going to do the wall anymore. I'm just going to concentrate on telling other countries not to hate gay people. I mean, I hate to be a contrarian here, but I kind of, kind of agree with Mr. What's his nuts? The author? Yeah. Matthew Rodriguez? Matthew Rodriguez. I mean, I kind of agree, but for a different reason. I, I don't think that we should be trying to dictate laws in other countries. And if we're going to do something like this, then we need to be like, listen, if we disagree with you, um, about something like this, then we just are not going to give you any foreign aid. Yeah, I mean, I'm how many on board of these countries that. do we give foreign aid? And it depends on the nature of what's going on. Like you use the word dictate. I'm not in favor of going around telling other countries what they must do under threat well, or something like that. How is this not that? Maybe there's, I mean, I don't know what, I've, I've not seen reporting in here of like, the big effort is against Iran, which of course we've had all kinds of punitive action taken against Iran for a long time. Generally speaking, for the rest of the countries, if it's like, part of an ambassador's efforts to, you know, in normal relations, like, listen, you guys should fix this problem. I care a lot less than, than trying to punish them for, for running their country, how they see fit. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, even, even beyond that, um, I don't know. I I guess, I don't know. I lost my train. It's politically smart though, because it does illuminate the treatment of homosexuals and Muslim communities which is something the left glosses over constantly because it rattles their worldview and shakes their alliances. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably so, why he's doing it. And I think that that's what the author is getting at, which is true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I can understand the perspective you're coming from. I don't grant that this is racist. I grant that it might be no, that's a, a real an overreach of national sovereignty, like a breach yeah. of national sovereignty, not racist. I don't think there's yeah. anything. Do you, I don't buy for a second that it's racism that motivates Trump doing this. Well, white men saving brown women from brown men. I mean, yeah, but do they need to be saved? Do they? Well, and do, yeah, I mean, I, even women where, in Muslim countries are horribly oppressed. You want to talk this, about it the, is an interesting question. Like to what degree do we have an obligation to correct human rights abuses in other countries? And I'm right. Barely isolationist about these sorts yeah. of questions. I just don't know that we have an obligation, nor do I think it's necessarily fiscally yeah, responsible. Yeah, but don't you think that obligation intervene. changes when we meddle in other countries' affairs? Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's probably some historical context, but anyway, I just get a kick that like Trump does something that should be fundamentally uncontroversial from just the human rights perspective, yeah. not necessarily international relations. Just listen, should this be a thing or should it not be a thing? And he gets called a racist. Yeah. Okay. I mentioned at the top of the show, we also learned this week what a biologically male penis is or biologically female penis. Get it yeah. correct. <laughs> Sorry, we're approaching two hours. That's so this actor is a, tr- a tranny, right? Yeah. So this trans actor, India Moore, this is a, a male actor. So male to female trans person tweeted, uh, I guess what might be the wokest tweet of the year last Sunday. If a woman has a penis, her penis is a biologically female penis. Uh. Now, this, of course, prompted a lot of uh, inquiry, a lot of curiosity in response. Responding to one questioner, she confirmed that if a man has a vagina, it is a biologically male vagina. Uh, responding to other inquiry, he says sex cannot be biologically defined in absolutes. 
So don't what? tell the okay. chromosomes okay. about that. So if two <laughs> tranny people are having sex with one another, is one of yeah. them putting their biologically female penis into the other's biologically female vagina? Biologically, biologically male, male vagina. vagina. Yeah, that's correct. Hmm. He also says that, um, that he was getting a lot of pushback about how can how can biology how can sex not be biological if it has a part to play in medical treatment. People talk about you know obviously sex is biological because women can't get prostate exams, for example. So he responds and says, "Trans women get prostate exams and trans men see gynecologists because of body types, not biology. Treatment depends on body type." body type well that doesn't make any sense at all so body type i guess is biological but not sex also even a post-op tranny cannot get a pap smear because they don't have a cervix i don't know how does this make any sense and no matter what kind of weird situation you fashion your giant clitoris into a penis you still can't get a prostate exam or anything yeah wait yes you can wait what No, 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 no. Okay. I'm so confused about all of this. <laughs> Do they make you a prostate? No, 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 no. <laughs> One of those la- in a Petri dish or something like that? Well, I think I'm pretty sure a doctor would be like, I can't do anything for you. Mm. This, uh, this particular respondent is expressing exactly the point I was talking about earlier, which is an unfalsifiable conclusion. He says, what, uh, this Jeffrey Miller person, what biological evidence would lead you to change your mind about this claim? I'll wait. That's the thing. There is not, you yeah. cannot present this person with any information that will change well, his mind. This all started mind, a long time ago though, with the, the men have periods two campaign. You remember that hmm. was on HuffPo. Was it HuffPo? They did some remember. article with some, um, like dude looking chick sitting spread Eagle with like blood all over her. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, medical doctors, you, you're not you're not going to be able to fool them though. They're just going to be like, uh, get out of my office. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, not that it's scientific, but kind of wanted to take a look and see, just peruse the responses and see how many people are like in favor of this this sort of uh, this this notion that this person is advancing. I don't have time to do it right now, but I'm just kind of curious, like as an indicator of the state of our culture and society, how many people are like, yeah, right on biologically female penises got it i mean it just depends on how far this uh this technology this medical technology goes like what if in the future there's something of a convincing reassignment surgery you'd still have to change the biology of that person you talk about i mean you're gonna have to change their genetic matter yeah yeah and what about risk for cancers and things like that like they're not going to screen transgender men for breast cancer although maybe they would because you do develop breast tissue tissue when you go through and then that does increase your risk of breast cancer and men can get breast cancer so i bet they will have to have mammograms we'll find wow, out this the is future's, just blowing my mind the future is going to be awesome i can't wait Ooh. all right we got two more pieces and i'll try to be quick because we're running out of time but um but laura logan this got a lot of discussion this week she's the former chief foreign affairs uh correspondent and 60 minutes correspondent for cbs news and she appeared on retired navy seal mike ritland's podcast during which she ripped uh the left-wing bias in the media in a move that she described as career suicide talking about it this way as as quote-unquote career suicide so here's a brief clip of what she had to say 
and the media everywhere is mostly liberal, not just in the US. But in this country, 85% of journalists are registered Democrats. So that's just a fact, right? No one's registering Democrats when they're rarely a Republican. How do you know you're being lied to? How do you know you're being manipulated? How do you know there's something not right with the coverage? When they simplify it all, and there's no gray. There's no gray. What, what it's all say? one way. Well, she said when there's no gray. Oh, no, I'm just looking at her boobs. I, oh, I, I see. I see. I can't even. You're making a funny. I understand. <laughs> life isn't That's a lot like of cleave. That. If it yeah. doesn't match real life, it's probably not. Something's wrong, mm. right? For example, all the coverage on Trump all the time is negative. There's, there's nothing, uh, no mitigating policy or event <laughs> no or anything that has happened <laughs> since he was elected that is out there in the medias that you can read about. Well, that tells you that's distortion of the way things go in real life. Because although the media has always been, historically always been left-leaning, we've abandoned our pretense or at least the effort to be objective today. The former executive editor of the New York Times has a book coming out, Jill Abramson, and she says we would do, I don't know, dozens of stories about Trump every single day, and every single one of them was negative. She said, we, be, we have become the anti-Trump paper of record. Well, that's not our job. That's a political position. That means we've become political activists, in a sense, and some could argue propagandists, right? Yeah. And there's some merit to that. That's good. Now, for additional context, Logan's work is Emmy Award winning. She also, recall, endured sexual assault while reporting from Egypt's Tahrir Square in February 2011. She and her crew were also arrested and detained for a night by Egyptian, the Egyptian army just prior to that. Yeah, I mean, we got to address the elephant in the room here. I seriously thought she was just going to stop and start rubbing her nipples halfway through the interview. <laughs> That's just an obscene amount of, like, obscene. That being said, I liked what she had to say. And you clipped out the yeah. part where she called it horseshit, which was like maybe the best part. Oh, I just used a pre-edited clip. Uh, yeah, she um she talks about journalistic integrity and how they're propagandists. And then she's hmm. like, this is horseshit. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I like her. I, th I think that it took it was really brave to say that. Yeah. Yes. And maybe uh, to the extent she's been in this industry, the mainstream yeah. or legacy media industry for a long time, maybe she has some influence to prompts whatever remaining people in those newsrooms might feel the same to say what they think. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Good for her. Good for her. Well, before we get out of here with Super Chat and stuff, it's that time. It's not just for Jesse Smollett. We got a fresh case for it. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Exclusive on ABC7news.com out of San Francisco, surveillance catches presumed MAGA supporter vandalizing San Francisco home. Is that what you're watching? I don't know. I'll let you be the judge. Presumed MAGA supporter, presumed to be vandalizing a home. These are leaps hmm. you yourself have to make. But, uh, well, I'll, I'll let the news piece explain the details. But, you know, MAGA letters... Letters from MAGA people. They're not just for Chicago or Jesse Smollett. They're happening in other known MAGA centers like San Francisco, California. <laughs> Here's the details. Imagine getting a call saying that your home was egged. That's exactly what happened to the San Francisco resident oh, no. who prefers not to be identified. I kind of felt like the eggs was, you know, he's kind of gone a 
a little too far with that. Let's rewind to three months ago when the targeting began. First, he got this letter in the mail. And uh, told me to, uh, I better remove the sign or face the consequences. And it was signed MAGA, Make America Great Again. The sign on his second uh -huh. floor balcony, it's a political one that reads, impeach Trump. Then two weeks ago, I got a second handwritten <laughs> note on the door that was God. a little more trying anymore it said MAGA with an obscene gesture. The homeowner decided to post a photo of the suspect on the app next door, hoping that someone would identify him. But what he actually found were allies. I, I just live across the street and I, I'm fully supportive of his signs. Sarah is not only supporting her neighbor with words, she decided to buy signs of her own. He's not going to come hopefully, you know, after everyone. So I think there's strength in numbers. Now, after okay. all this, is this homeowner considering to take down his sign? Well, the answer is no. I have no intention of taking the sign down. You can still smell the eggs that were thrown at this property. We spoke to San Francisco <laughs> police. They tell us they cannot investigate this case yet because there hasn't been a police report filed. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, what was that? One more time? Francisco police, they tell us they cannot investigate this case yet because there hasn't been a police report filed. Oh okay, my so, God. so let me get this straight. Guy <laughs> wants to remain anonymous, has not reported to police despite these alleged shenanigans for months on end, and his property smells like eggs now. Okay, whatever, even if I accept that, even if I grant that. If you want the public's help in identifying the suspect as you're now releasing the images your surveillance system has captured, how in the hell am I supposed to get you that information if you remain anonymous? If I know who that guy is, how am I supposed to send it to you? Dude who just wants to crack the case of the MAGA vandals in San Francisco? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is another case, too, where it's like, Worst case scenario, it's a guy who posted f childish notes on your door and threw, what, two eggs at your property? I'm not saying that's cool. It's not. I'd be mad if someone egged that my reporter, door. You can still smell the eggs at this property. Yeah. Is it national news? It, no. Like, is someone egging a door national news? Well, it also didn't happen. This is San Francisco. This didn't happen. There's yeah. like one conservative there, and it's Michael Savage. End of list. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a waste of time. Why anyway, does this always happen in leftist areas too? Chicago, yeah. San Francisco, really? He was he was looking for information on who the who was doing this to him. Instead, he found allies. Well, I didn't know he was virtue signaling, so now I'm joining I'm in on the virtue, virtue signaling signal too. Yeah. Cool. I'm sure okay, all your neighbors. Okay, 60-year-old white feminist. Yeah. yeah. Like all your neighbors are walking down the street going, ooh, I live among such heroes. I know. Who knew this whole time? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Let's get the hell out of here. We're out of time. All right. I guess we got some super chats. Our resident faggot, Gabriel Lopez. Got to keep another goddamn Brazilian fan to make the Brazilian meetup happen. Oh, I would mm. love that. Maybe we could get a Venezuelan meetup going. Just joking. They yeah. probably don't have yeah. internet. On scene reporting. Yeah. Um, Gavin McKingus. <laughs> Did you see that Gab has created to center the comment section of the internet? It will let anyone comment on any page on the internet. Check their Periscope page. I did hear that. Andrew Torb is killing it lately. That's um, cool if that comes to fruition. Cool, I have big time cool. interest in that. All these articles like this one, they don't have comments on it anymore. Yeah, I want to scroll down and read that stuff. WAPO, New York Times. You can't comment on any of these articles anymore. Yeah, that was the best. I know. It was awesome. Uh, MJ, yeah. MJ, per her father, Kamala Harris's great grandmother was an Irish slave owner. 
Mm. named iris finnegan <laughs> iris sure, finnegan i'm okay. sure she'll be the first in line to hand over her family's ill-gotten gains for reparations she probably would do that yeah i can't wait to see her pay flog those. herself live stream her flogging herself yeah uh, outage monkeys never get to tune in live love your work my wife even lets me watch her show in the car and she hates my podcast thanks for our Ooh. special moment matt you are a tender lover and now a friend <laughs> ew <laughs> don't tell your wife about it so gross $2 thrill. Have you heard about the AOC comic book? And bro, you sent it twice. We can't refund you, but I think that you can probably refund one of these on your end. What's the protocol on that again? I think you can contact YouTube to do that. Yeah, contact I, YouTube. There's nothing I can do about that. it. There's nothing we can do about it. Unless Sorry, uh, uh, if you can't get YouTube to do it for people that accidentally do something like that, I can, you know, I'll, I'm happy to PayPal somebody who does that. If, if you can show me conclusively, look, this was my super chat. You demonstrate who you are. If YouTube doesn't help you out, I'll help you out. Uh, AZ Archer, good evening, bitches. I'm with Matt. Ever heard of sonar and sound cannons? I've been all smiles this week. You guys are the best, as always. Mm. Keep it classy. Thank you, AZ Archer. Uh, Son of the Wolf. I, I've not heard of those things. Me either. Um, AOC is hot. I'd make her look like an exploded hot pocket. She'd have a permanent <laughs> limp after I was finished with her. God. Gross. That's really gross. But I do think that I do think that she's hot also. Um, Eric Ray, when you see the Coast Guard guys stockpile and think, good start, and then realize you need to buy more rifle ammo before the next panic thanks me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, honestly, it's not. it has nothing to do with the white nationalist uh, stuff. It's just I can see an analogous Washington Post article that's like, YouTuber who says he, I don't know, hated trannies or something like that, yeah. had a stockpile right. of weapons and was plotting X, Y, or Z. Like, I can see shades of what, like... I can see the standards applied to this guy as articulated now and yeah. absent the biological warfare thing, which may or may not be true. I can see that standard going against a lot more people, myself included. I mean, they, they say that he also made reference to focused violence. Okay. But no specific reference of what the focused violence would Let's be. Let's assume that's in the court documents then, I guess, because they're not reporting it, whatever well, it is. No, I don't think it is in the court documents. Mm. I think that, that he's still under investigation and this is pretty much all they have. Mm. They're like, this is the we'll tip see. of the iceberg. We'll see what happens um, in this case. He, ma'am, says, thinking of changing my profile name to match the avatar, should I go Sir William, Duke of Buffalo, or Sir William, Lord of Lotion? It's um Buffalo <laughs> Bill is his picture. I Lord of Lotion. I like Lord of Lotion. Too, that's too aggressive for my taste, but you know, do what you want. Jason Barsamian. Hey guys, the white nationalist ma mass attack thing is 100% bullshit. I'm friends with the guy's son and it's absolutely a setup. I don't want to give too Whoa. many details to thousands of people, but it's fake. I figure there was more to this story. If you have information on it that you'd be willing to share anonymously, I'd love to have an yeah, email from agreed. you if, if you do. Uh, crackhead Culture, love you guys. First time supporter, long time listener. So I probably owe you guys more for the hours of sanity that you guys have shared. But as a student, I am not one with a lot of extra cash lying around. Hey, thank you so much for giving to of us. Course. I, I just appreciate that you've been listening. That, that really means Absolutely. a lot to me. Anytime people are like apologetic about supporting like, the show, no, stop it no. right now. By the way, we very much appreciate everybody who chooses to support financially, but that is one way, man. Like yeah. sharing it with a friend, uh, you know, all that sort of word, word of mouth, watching it, yeah. all that stuff matters tremendously. The fact that people watch this show is in and of itself totally The, the fact that people meet strangers <laughs> yeah. over this show I know, is mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, Jay says the government is using rubidium and other elements to simulate negative mass in tandem with a railgun for armor piercing ability to generate untraceable oh. false flag attacks and assassination. Oh. That sounds like some serious tinfoil, but at this point I will believe yeah. anything. 
Sure. Uh, Zach Coggins. Hey, Matt, I hope you got the mock ad I sent you. I can't watch the show tonight, but I will Monday. Love you both. Stay hot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If that's Zach who had the uh, the art we saw earlier, then yeah, we featured it earlier. I assume that's the same Zach, but maybe not. We did, we did. Uh, nope, nope. Pretty sure possession of guns and illegal drugs at the same time is an automatic federal gun charge. It was upheld by the Fourth Circuit in 2014. Ah, uh, that would be yeah, the nature. Yeah, but tramadol so th- is, is, it's seriously barely an opiate. Like, Well, there's, yeah, there's the question of, is that technically what the law says? And then there's the question of, is, is that what the law should say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chicken fried monkey just came to donate to my blonde fear and then get back in the kitchen where I belong. That a girl see my hubby revoked my passport to the internet. I can't wait to watch tomorrow while he's at work. Love y'all so hard. Even Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Chicken fried. Monkey. Thanks. Spanker Channing. No note. Mr. Obi-Wan 2020. She'll either be charged with treason or declared an enemy combatant and barred from entry. Mm. Um, I yeah, I forgot. Not. I forgot we did that designation previously. That enemy combatant designation. Yeah. Mm. Um, Automata, indeed. Compare the sympathy, the sympathy and agency given to a groomed 15 year old ISIS wife against the 16 year old Nick Sandman. I know. Yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. one of those girls was older than 15 when this happened. They're not... when they joined. Yeah. yeah. I I had read 15. Like they they're both, both 15? about. Well, one the one's 19 now. The UK one. I don't know how old the US one is. 15 like come on you know a thing or two about life when you're 15 especially if you're a girl by the way the age of consent in mexico is 12 so i'm also less inclined to be sympathetic when you said yeah i watched the beheading videos and i was fine with it, it. And actually i have no regrets yeah and the american broad mm. uh she tweeted something like like uh, encouraging muslims to get trucks and drive over <laughs> people in there it's like and, and so one of the reporters read that tweet back to her and she's like, wow, I can't believe that I used to think that. It's so crazy. <laughs> All right. Home Depot doesn't even do background checks. Head over there. <laughs> Matthew Raleigh. Yeah. There's no evidence that can prove we should trust the two, um, the two defectors. A quick plug. Everyone should go Google Convention of States and sign the petition. Thanks for mm. all you do. It means a lot. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, did I skip anybody? No. Uh, Shadow Fox 14. Hey guys, I feel the need to point out that the UK ISIS bride kept blinking and looking away. Now, I'm no psychologist, but I'm pretty sure that's indicative of lying. Just a thought. Love the stream. Yeah, she seemed like a lying bitch to me. What about you? You should have sympathy for her. You don't understand what she's gone through. No, I, I could execute her myself and sleep like a baby. Let's just be real. <laughs> uh, Aunt Bessie's roast potato supremacist. The left only cares about condemning violence and ideological extremism if they're white. Everything else is ignored, downplayed, or buried ASAP. Mm. Super wrong thing. The real question about the ISIS brides is how many of their husbands were actual goats. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, no, the husbands have goat wives, goat goat, goat wives, mistresses. Yeah. 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 Constantine's commentary. This has a has the potential to be a disaster. The Venezuelans voted for socialism, and uh, Guaido is also a socialist. The U.S. getting involved will only bring refugees who who will vote for socialism. Here, that is another consideration. Huh, yeah. Interesting take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, big LC. So the New, New Jersey Senate apparently just passed a law that will remove Trump from the state's ballot if he well, doesn't present his tax returns. What? Now I'm unclear though. Do ref- refugees don't get to vote, do they? Until they, you don't get to vote until you're a citizen. Until you're a citizen, yeah. But maybe there'd be a pathway to citizenship. I'm sure there would be. Anyway, I, I'm getting lost in technicalities. But. I haven't heard of this New Jersey Senate thing. Is this true? Repeat it one more time. The New Jersey Senate apparently just passed a law that will remove Trump from the state's ballot if he doesn't oh, I heard about this. tax returns. Are you freaking yeah, Who cares? Serious? He's not He's not going to win New Jersey anyway. It doesn't even matter. Like, yeah, but you know, still. I don't like the knows? precedent that sets. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Generally, I'm deferential to let states 
run their elections how they see fit. I'd rather have states running this and all, you know, as decentralized as possible. It's less easier to rig that way, by the way. But yeah, I mean, as a practical yeah. matter, they're not going to vote for Trump anyway. So him not being on the ballot has the same effect. Um, Joshua says, if you're desperate for a 308, get a Remington Model 783. I got one chambered in 300 Win and in 300 Win Mag and put a Vortex Crossfire 2 hmm. 624 on it. $700 setup and could easily hit one MOA. I don't know what any of that. Sweet. Means. The only 308 I have is just a Remington 700, and I don't shoot long long range a lot. But I'd like to have uh, I'd like to have a diverse cache, a diverse arsenal, so that when I'm arrested and my yeah. articles in the Washington Post, they can talk about the capabilities of. It's my the only set. time Skag cares about diversity. Diversity and is, is a diverse uh, gun safe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James Baron Kick Baron Sick. Wait, Ben Sick. Ben Kick. I'm sorry, dude. Matt ate my poo, and yes, he chewed, and yes, it was mashed between his molars. Gross. Uh. What's wrong with you people? Our Zach DW. Hilariously, I think this point about Trump's plan being racist, colonialist is true. Weird how um, out never noticed. Oh, out never noticed this when the left was doing it, though. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. So maybe I don't know. I guess maybe there's more people in like sort of weird kind of agreement with this 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 premise than I thought. Uh, maybe Matthew, it, it's sort of like a, a concurrence. Like you kind of agree yeah. with the conclusion that it's maybe bad for some, you know, but you but don't necessarily agree with the right. reasoning. Yeah. Matthew Rowley, the Nigerians may have been charged with conspiracy or they may be a solicitation. Uh, there may be a solicitation law in the books about taking money to further a crime. Yeah. But don't take my word for it. I'm such a bad lawyer. <laughs> I just pay you to do work. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I also don't know. I just, I just hypothesize what it sounds illegal. <laughs> we'll bomb, see. Yeah. yeah. A bomb dropped on me. Matt and I made love and I showed him his first biological male penis. <laughs> YouTube sense are gross. Uh, Wait, biologically female penis or biologically. This is my brain's scramble. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually confused for a second as to whether or not transgender men have prostate like I, that seriously just boggled my brains when i was thinking depends what it. your definition of transgender man is wait no i was thinking for a second that female to male would which have doesn't make any yeah which doesn't make any sense at all but but just the, this it has scrambled my brain so much i was right about the mammogram thing though uh pseudo sign matt <laughs> uh, reason compelling and rich <gasps> No worse. Matt, you reason so well. Western countries enforced an end to slavery globally. I like the end of slavery, but we enforced our values on the outside. What are your thoughts? Mm. Both of you. Um, I don't know enough about the history. Like, how far did it extend to? Because we still have slavery in some places of the world. Uh, yeah, there's there are open slave markets in, in several countries. I, I guess I would apply the same reasoning that I apply to just general, interpersonal, even domestic uh, communication, which is to say, of course, I don't have a problem with like a Jehovah's Witness person coming to my door and saying like, do you want to hear about our faith or what we think is a good way to live and or our philosophy or X, Y, and Z? What I have a problem with is somebody coming to my door with a gun and saying, you're going to do this or that. And if you don't, you're going to face a penalty. Yeah, that's true. Um, and my argument about it is if we're interfering in other countries for economic reasons, then is, is doing something for a moral reason more of an imposition to these countries? Yeah. I mean, we really should be incentivizing things based on foreign aid, although I don't think we should be giving foreign aid to any country for any reason. Um, pseudoscience. Oh, that's what I, what I just read. Wow, I get really dumb towards the end of the show. 
David Scheffler, my pronouns are Lord and Master. And if you knock this nonsense off, you're going to get a whipping. P.S. South Park handled this brilliantly years ago. Mm. Yeah. They, they've been on things for, for quite a while. It doesn't matter. Somehow looking at those boobs, I just realized that I am biologically male. Uh, Shauna Thornton, blonde, my husband has XXY syndrome and is therefore at a higher risk for both prostate mm. and breast cancer. Interesting. Although less than a woman. And so if there's family history, we would have to screen. Ah, man. This but is, that's still due to a biological condition, which is right. contrary to what the the tweeter was was discussing. Yeah, but but going on hormone therapy is going to increase your risk for certain kinds of cancers. That's definitely true. Hmm. So this does apply to the transgender community as well. Um, the golden cider slider. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The first time I got to watch the whole stream live. Matt, do you still Sweet. stream on Twitch? If so, when? Hardly ever, but I still have an account. Maybe someday I will stream gaming on Twitch. But the thing is, I used to do it these days when I play video games, which is a lot less than I used to. I So much of my life is like on this stream or making videos that the last thing I want to do to relax is like be on a camera and yeah. in front of people. So I'm not saying never, but I will say rarely, very rarely. And when I, when I say rarely, I don't think I've streamed games on Twitch in at least like two years or oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So it's been a long time. So maybe I'm not closing the door entirely, but for now I would not count on it being frequent. Yamafago, blonde, check your email after the stream. I will. Also, to follow up on my previous super chat, yeah, there's a lot of one by 40 acre strips of land that are now tree farms in Charleston, mm. South Carolina. Wow, I, I did not know that. Um, last one, AZ Archer, sonar and sound and sound cannons was in reference to blind monster oh, in a quiet yeah. place. Ah, yeah, yeah. Their hearing is so sensitive in the movie, their eardrums would burst as soon as they got close to a naval vessel. Keep a classy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I, the thing is those monsters, they can hear you like making a wrong step from like a mile away. That said, they can be like right in your face and they can't hear you breathing. Like a lot of the science of the sound stuff just made no sense. Mm, that would bug uh, me so, too. so that bugged me. But that, that there was a part where um, John Krasinski, spoiler alert if anybody hasn't seen it. And this isn't really a, do you care about a minor spoiler? No, I, I'm not going to watch it. Okay. If you care about that movie, you don't want a spoiler. Tune out for like 30 seconds. But there's a part in the movie where John Krasinski's character takes his son, I guess, or his kid. I can't remember which kid. I think it's his son takes his son to the water to a waterfall because there's so much noise there that the monsters can't hear them talking. And he's actually able to speak to his son, talk to his son, which is kind of a special moment. It's like, dude, why the hell don't you just live at the waterfall, live a normal life at the waterfall where the monsters can't hear you? Why are you going back home where you have to stay quiet and hush everyone all the time? Live at the waterfall, pitch a tent. (laughs) This is nonsense. And his wife's pregnant and all this. I just, I hated that's that type of oh, stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds do, really queer. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> it's it's a short movie, as I recall. So it has that going for it. Um, okay, just a few over on uh, Streamlabs, then we'll get out of here. Blackwing says donating my shekels for, from the warmth and safety of uh, my snow drifted in home. Well, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you're surviving the storm. Walsey says to my favorite uh, good money grabbers, maybe no good money grabbers. I think you meant, but thank you. I appreciate it. Michu says, I spent eight years in the U.S. Coast Guard. If you read the court filing, it is much more damn than, it was much more damn than was reported. They cite emails he drafted of his intent to carry this out 
to carry out, including biological attacks. He does not represent the rest of the country. I'm glad they caught him. I'd have to see the emails. And it's, yeah. and if I can see this information that is specific, credible threats. Well, the biological if, threat, he's like, maybe I should get some biological weapons. Don't know where to get them, though, or what to do with them. That's still not enough for me. It's uh, It's enough for some people to be like, I'm going to watch that dude. <laughs> but yeah, but from yeah. a legal perspective, I, I'm uncomfortable with that precedent. Yeah. Uh, and Michu also says it is alleged that, uh, is it Lieutenant Hassan or Hassan? Yeah. Okay. Obtained the, the drugs illegally in Mexico with the goal to help him carry out the attack easier. Okay. The firearms charges are possession of a yeah. firearm by someone in possession of a controlled substance. That makes sense. So it's okay. the combination of the drugs and the firearms. That said, I still have I still have a major dispute with the the media reports that treat the firearm arsenal, the cash, as yeah, in, it, in and yeah. of itself damning. And as far as the specific threats are concerned, I feel like that would have been more of a headline story. But the focus was on the white nationalism research. Yeah. But don't you think they would have been more specific in the New York Times and WAPO? Yeah. If he it's, had, if he said that he was going to do this, this was how he was going to do it. This is what yeah. he was going to do. It. So it, it totally may be the case that there's a perfectly legitimate legal case against him that we'll see develop yeah. and prosecuted. I'm just and, skeptical. And maybe we That's have all. some weird headlines that are a little more agenda driven than what yeah. the facts actually support. In any case, we might have to eat our words on this one. Yeah, we might have to, to circle back and I'm happy to do that. I'm not trying yeah. to push an agenda here. I'm not trying to mislead people. I'm suspicious that the media coverage is trying to do that. Well, yeah. But I if mean, I'm if, wrong, if I then... read this five years ago, I'd be like, wow, what a piece of shit. But now because of the media's treatment of yeah. average people, I'm like, I don't know that I believe that, any of them. That's just it is <laughs> yeah. I, I don't take claims from these publications at face value anymore. If I can't see the substantiation myself, right. I'm, I just, I'm a little more skeptical than I used yeah. to be. I don't trust yeah. them inherently. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get the hell out of here since it's that time and we're, uh, we're already over, over, got two hours, two and a quarter hours. Anyway. Good uh, yeah. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and, um, and for super chatting and supporting the show and, and hanging out in the live chat. Did Steven Crowder ever get his stream back? I don't know. So just they just they they're offline i guess check real quick um if you're listening later on youtube or on an audio platform on demand thank you kindly as well for uh checking out the show and giving it a listen i don't see him online apparently his stream just died uh anyway if you uh if you'd like to check out those audio platforms where you can get this show and more material you won't find on youtube check them out that's apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud stitcher they're all linked conveniently in the description for you and you can always email us that's beauty on the beta at gmail.com if you'd like to see all the podcasts all my videos and and plus built-in support options be sure to check out the new website it's been doing very well that's mattchristiansonmedia.com in the meantime we'll be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it's beauty and the beta see you Bye, then guys.